Welcome back to Talking Flick, where we talk about anything and everything, but mostly movies and TV. Today with me, I have Ryan. Oh, wait, 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 hold up. <laughs> I'm back, oh. and you can't keep me down. <laughs> it's a little misdirection. Yeah, I was like, am I going to have to re-say this? Because I think I messed up the beginning anyways. That's but... how it goes. <laughs> well done. Oh, man. So we got our garbage boy, and we got Nick, our Captain Tangent. Captain Tangent. If I have a superpower, it's tangents, and I would only use it for evil. 100% evil. <laughs> you already do. I know, exactly. It's funny, because Nick told us he wants to be out here by a certain time, yeah. but we know, we both yeah. know, with Listen, these tangents. On yeah. you. you guys have the power to try to stop me you just can't do it that's all and you're right you're we, right to, we've heard from some of our listeners where you want us to make it a little bit shorter we were just talking about that right now too we as listen well. and you we know, don't follow yeah. or change anything we do but we do listen to your audience comments. audience every week i take my hunting rifle and i try to shoot him in the back of the head but no it, <laughs> it just, just bounces right I, off. I have one listener who went out of his way to tell me that the tangents are the best part and i was like that's what i'm saying <laughs> one day we'll just have just a tangent oh. episode <laughs> oh, if Could you're listening, yeah. if whoever this person is, if you're listening, I will find you. All right. I will go at full length to listen. find you. <laughs> you know, we always try to make it a little bit shorter, but we just end up having a little bit too much we, fun. You know what? We like and, each other so you know, much. We have so much fun. And I have to set these guys straight because they're always wrong. So it just goes a little it goes for a little bit long. <laughs> oh man. And, oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're wrong. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Let's keep it moving. Keep yeah. it moving. Just just keep in mind we don't always have a plan. Um <laughs> Also, it's funny. Uh, I think my aunt listens to us too, as well. My aunt Diana, who's my my father. What does Aunt Diana, Diana say? What does she uh, shout out? I, I have a what little bit. Of, I have a little bit of a mouth on me, apparently. Oh, uh, right. Okay. Yeah. There so, there shut is. your fucking mouth, Tyler. <laughs> Jesus. Aunt Diana, I'm I'm really sorry. Aunt that... Diana, please please rate and review us, please. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, next time she's in town, she's gonna have a talk with me. So I'm already like, oh no, because oh, yeah. my dad's the one who's just like, oh yeah, she listened to it and she wants to have a talk with you about. It. I'm like, why would you show her? this like yeah. <laughs> the talk is why did you let him watch hereditary oh man i, I want to say before we get into movie news tyler said in his infinite wisdom on the avengers ed game podcast that the hammer part with captain america spoiler um is the <laughs> thing that makes you want to watch it again i saw it a second time i uh -huh. went again i saw it a second time I liked it more. Yeah. I gave it a bump and I followed Tyler's suit and I ranked it number one of the Marvel movies. <laughs> wow. wow. So it, went, it went from a 6.5 to a 7, which isn't great, but it's certainly rewatchable. And the fan service works. I was much more satisfied the second time around. You know why? Because once you accept the choices they make and you're not sort of like, you know, I don't think, why do they do that with Captain America? Yeah. You just accept it. You enjoy it more the second time around. Same thing with Last Jedi. Second time I watched it, it wasn't quite as like, this, play, this thing sucks. Um, uh -huh. So, no, I, I appreciate the thought. You made me watch it a second time. And really, the only thing that forced me to watch it a second time was that everything happened so fast, I wanted to see and pay attention uh -huh. to like the Hammer stuff because it was so cool. Can I ask so, you guys yeah. something real quick? So, a movie being in the theaters, how many times have you seen? Like, the most number of times A couple seen of them I've the seen uh, quite a few. I saw The Force mm -hmm. Awakens four times technically three and a half because i left a movie and then walked in uh snuck into the theater to oh, see like okay. the last hour All right, and a half. you're one of those guys yeah well not always <laughs> but i and, and i saw die hard with a vengeance for some reason three times uh, I'm trying to think. I, I saw Batman the first one twice. Uh, usually two times is something i really like. But I'll pay my money. But twice. the one that you've seen the most in the theaters Man, I'm old, so I can't so, totally remember. I, I know mine because I've never really seen anything in the theaters more than once. 
other than Cloverfield mm. when it came out. Really? I saw that one. three times. Keep in mind, I think I was like 13 when Cloverfield came out. So I saw it with friends and I saw it with family and I think I saw it with other family too as well. So I saw it three times in theaters and I think my sister ended up getting sick from that movie because of the motion sickness of the camera moving around. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty yeah, bad. Yeah, so. I think that we'll was you. like one of the first ones that yeah, did it. Yeah, and TJ Miller and all his glory that he's been up to <laughs> lately too. Huh? Yeah, some glory, some not so much. Yeah, some not so much, but yeah. So okay. that's that's really the only one I've ever seen, I think, more than once, but for sure three times I saw it in theaters. I think I saw and... Goodwill Hunting three times in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. all right. I was like late in high school and I just really liked it. I know I cut school once to go see mm. it. So that was the second time. For me, it was Incredibles. I watched the <laughs> okay. Incredibles. Of course it was. It was Incredibles. The, yeah, and I watched the that. first one's amazing. It's really good. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> it's a really it good uh, animated film. And legit, it was one of the movies that I watched three times in theaters. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, Aladdin, it's definitely going to turn a profit, as we talked about uh -huh. a little bit yeah, last yeah. week. And, um, you know, everybody that I have seen personally that has seen it has told me it's better than, you know, what I would think it would hmm. be. I'm watching yeah. it tomorrow, actually. Are you? Okay. Yeah, you I'm know, watching it tomorrow. I might go see Godzilla you tomorrow. You started that sentence, and I was worried where it was going to end <laughs> because you said it was better than I had to think you about thought it. it was yeah. I was going to say something <laughs> different, but I, I swear. It was better than Sharknado. It was. <laughs> Because uh, <laughs> if you were going to say it was better than the original, I would have punched you right now. No, well, I haven't seen it yet, so How you know, you? when I do see it, I'm sure I'll review it. I, I, what I got in criticism was that the part where Will Smith starts rapping that never had a friend like me, there's a portion where he whispers in the ear of Aladdin, and it's like the creepiest part because Ooh. with with – um, that sounds creepy. Yeah, yeah. With Robin Williams, it was like, you know, fun. Like, oh, he's just whispering in your ear. When Will Smith whispers in your ear, he's like, oh, Aladdin, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> oh, my God. That is weird. I'm going to be looking for that tomorrow <laughs> when I watch it. So. Well, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, it's a two-hour movie. I didn't know. And, uh, I guess uh, Will Smith, it's all CGI, 100% CGI. That's okay. I, I watched an interview where he said, none of that's me. Oh, that's Even when not he was Will a regular Smith? guy? <laughs> maybe, maybe, is he, does he turn into a regular guy at some nope. point? Yeah, he, do, uh, he does. <laughs> well, I guess second? that's a CG, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah I don't no, I don't know. He, in the interview, he says he's 100% CGI. Dang. So. He's like, wow. I just I just recorded it on my couch. He was, in his, <laughs> he was like Robert Downey Jr. He just gets up, turns the camera on, and does the Iron Man into the headset thing. Wow. And that's it. Doesn't even have to go anywhere. Uh, he just didn't want to be painted blue. That's that's the only thing. Oh, man. <laughs> Jennifer it's, Lawrence somewhere is Jennifer really Lawrence, yeah. She's pissed. She's like, yeah, I got yeah. this for how long? How Nicholas much you make up? He's not complaining. Oh, man. <laughs> or wasn't. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, we're going to move into movie news. Uh, first little bit of movie news is the new Batman movie apparently may <sighs> star Sorry, a I'm new Robin. So. so we got, let's count them up. We think Riddler. We think Penguin. We think Catwoman. Obviously, Edward is Batman. And now Robin. Yeah. Do, do, can we learn any lessons from the past? Do we have to cram five, well, six people into one movie? I feel if they make somewhat cameos in that, it'll be okay. But you can't have it centered directly around all those villains at once. But uh, I mean, I we'll see. I'm fine with Robert Pattinson being Batman. I actually think it's yeah. a pretty solid choice. I don't, it doesn't I don't, bother me that yeah, much. I don't you know, what I don't yeah. like is... I just I, want it to be good. I want yeah. it to be good, and I don't trust Matt Reeves will make a good Batman movie. Mm, and I don't... Matt Reeves. <laughs> yeah, and I don't like the idea that... Like, DC's just a... It's just messy. The whole thing's messy. Right. So, and Brightburn sort of gets into that, the movie we're going to do this week. This is all, like, the, the comic genre, even when you want to subvert it, uh, you know, Avengers and Marvel does a straight line, and all these other places are doing this wiggly line, and I think it's throwing zigzag, me off. Zigzag, zigzag, yeah, it's a zigzag, zigzag, a swerve. Now we're gonna get the X Men; they're gonna go away. Oh, uh, is that official now? Or well, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. <laughs> it seems like X Men's it. just it seems yeah, like it. but. 
for Robin, we all know who's going to be Robin, right? Taylor Lautner, oh, the werewolf. Of, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> he, he would kick that man's ass. <laughs> I want to see JGL. I wanted him to be Robin. How about the kid, about the kid from Bright, Brightburn? It's got to be a young Robin if it's a Robin. You want to yeah. go nine-year-old? Robert Pattinson's older. not that yeah. old. He's yeah. got to be like, what, 30-something? So, what did uh, he say he was? 32, 33? He's 32, I think. But okay. Dick Grayson, I think originally he's like seven or nine when he starts. I think he's nine when he starts becoming Robin, really? right? He's, he's that young. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. And um, I know throughout the course of you know the comic books, usually, where with Batman is he has Dick Grayson become Robin I think since nine and he wants Dick Grayson to take over the Batman role because he's been doing it from such a young age and he thinks he could do better than he can mm. and plus he's getting I think old if it's and, a, yeah. I think yeah. if it's like a it's almost like an Easter egg or something and it's a young kid but he's not in the movie a lot right uh, that's a better idea than okay. trying to like introduce Chris O'Donnell and put the suit on in the first uh, you know the first 25 <laughs> minutes or whatever so right. you know I just don't they haven't done it right yet the, actually, the closest thing they got to right was just this Jason Todd so, suit from BBS. Would you, as far as all those villains, would you like it a little bit better if they just made cameos, like if they were already in Arkham? I don't like, for example, they do a walkthrough Arkham and they show just the Riddler behind bars. Yeah, I'm, was I'm that fine fun? with cameos, and I just want it to be focused on one enemy. I don't okay. want this whole Spider-Man 3 situation. Yeah, that was messy. That was, yeah, yeah, that's that messy. Was real yeah, messy. And even so. Batman Forever or Batman and Robin, Poison Ivy, they, they always try to go with uh, two villains at least in the same movie, if not yeah. more. Yeah. And then you got to throw Robin or Batgirl in on top of everything else. I think like what I'd rather see is almost like uh, what Snyder sort of got right in the early DC movie movies which was just like little easter eggs here and there right. yeah the yeah question mark, i'm fine the with Wayne that. enterprises little stuff like that don't mm -hmm. show me the actor because then you're committed to that actor because yeah. they gotta change it down the road it's gonna bother me but so. I, I don't understand why they have to throw so much into one movie like I can't agree. they keep it simple it's can't supposed to just... be a detective story yeah so can yeah. we focus on one well, really bad bad and a detective you mm -hmm. know we don't know the story quite yet. As far as we know where it's going to take place, not quite year one, but a little bit afterwards as far as like the Like I said, you heard goes, me say but... it, and I'll say it one more time. Yeah. If I have to see his parents die one more time, <laughs> I'm getting up, I'm walking out, I'm going to walk into some animated movie across the hall. <laughs> I imagine it's already on YouTube, some montage of just every single one of Bruce Wayne's parents just getting shot Here's the thing, for right? 10 hours. So. I'll point this out, because I, again, as always, I say I'm a little bit older. The closer we get to these reboots, like we just saw Batman a, a year ago, or a year and a half ago at Justice League. Now we're going to see a new Batman in a year or whatever. It's really close together, right? Yeah. So the closer the movies are together, the more it bothers me when you reimagine something and cram a bunch of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Make a good movie and then grow from that good movie. Right. Like Chris Nolan sort of did with Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. And Raza Ghoul, and he didn't cram it with a bunch of other stuff. We're gonna get a new Commissioner Gordon, presumably. You know, we're gonna get a new Butler. We're gonna get, I mean, a new, you know, a new Alfred. That's annoying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how many times? How many people are gonna play these parts? You You're know? jamming too old. much into the blender. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna yeah. get a thick shake. And, and on top of everything else, want to drink that. <laughs> on top of everything else, you're gonna have the sidetrack of the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix and presumably Jared Leto's Joker yeah. in the Suicide Squad movie. So uh, how many universes can go at the same time? Like, as uh, many as you want. <laughs> as I long agree. as they're making money, sure, but... Nick, I agree with you. I just think that they need to take it slow. If they yeah, can just take it slow. Like, slowly build and build upon each movie, that would be fine. If they're going the route of, like, they don't know if this is going to be success, so they might as well just jam-pack it so that they can get their money's it's worth. It's a total and, mistake. Yeah. And you're ruining the, the... You're sullying the name of Batman by doing stuff yep. like that. I will say, like, what you could do is you throw the rumor out 
So websites like Screen Rant or whatever will say, hey, Robin's going to be in the movie, but it ends up being just a tiny Easter egg. Mm. It's in a way, if Star Wars, I don't know if I want to see Emperor Palpatine again, but mm-hmm. if Star Wars just shows a recording of him because they go to the Death Star, I kind of like that. They yeah. floated out that there was going to be in there. You get some buzz out of it, a bunch of articles, <laughs> a bunch of crazy ass fan theories, but it turns out to only be a couple of seconds, which is smart, right? People, smart people, marketing. No, people are going to be disappointed <laughs> well, either way. You know, yeah. <laughs> but well, if the movie is good, it does not matter. That's true. That's so true. That's the key. Make a good movie is the goal first. Everything else comes secondary. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we'll see what happens as far as with that Batman. Uh, I don't know when we're going to get that first trailer. I mean, it's barely even it's filming. It hasn't yeah. even started yeah. yet. Casting so is still years. going on. So. 2021, I think, is when it's going to be coming out. I think it's 2021. Out. I yeah, believe that's so, what I yeah. I mean, it'll be here before we know it. So, um, Other movie news. We had a Spider-Man trailer drop, but I did not want to watch it because they spoiled a lot of stuff in the Homecoming trailers. So I was <laughs> I just like, you know what? I want to walk into this a little I bit more I borrowed blind. from Tyler, and I said, you know what? I want to go in as clean as possible. Let's not look at any more trailers till it comes out. And so. I agree. I didn't even know that trailer came out, and I chose not to watch chose it. Not, there you go. You're ahead <laughs> of all of us. Uh, as, this as, is a Spider-Man movie? <laughs> as the Endgame sort of uh, uh, crazy fan stuff starts to boil down and slide away, although mm-hmm. I, I will just bring up that it's 8.09 for the domestic and right now force awakens is 936 so it's got 136 or so to go to beat the domestic one for the all time i want to say it's behind avatar still oh less than 100 million so it's probably going to get the all time when you combine worldwide but yeah. domestic it may not quite get there still okay. so but as that stuff starts to go away and we start to get into other summer movies do we care about godzilla 2 it's going to do about 50 55 million this week it's got crappy scores and yeah. the critics are killing it, but you know audiences what? like it it has that weird split like 48 uh-huh. yeah yeah yeah, but so, I, I want to see a, a good, good Godzilla trailer. movie. It's a pretty like, good trailer. I, well, I haven't seen the trailer. Yet. You haven't seen the trailer? <laughs> Did you see it, Smart man. <laughs> I saw one of the trailers and it looks really yeah, pretty. It looks, looks really well beautiful. But so I like the old school monster movies. Like I think that's what it's going for. Cities being destroyed by a uh-huh. giant human or a humanoid or whatever. That's cool. I like seeing that and just people getting thrown around and the army being called in. We haven't gotten a really good one. We had what is the one with the Geigers? That was oh um, uh, Pacific Rim. Pacific, Pacific Rim yeah, wasn't. Pacific Rim, it was. But... It was too bright. Yeah. for some and, reason. What about Cloverfield. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> yeah, Cloverfield wasn't yeah, bad. Was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like they're all okay. You know, they, they have their own cult followings and people swear by them. But I want a really good one. I don't I know. Maybe I, I'm rather... just too nostalgic of those old Godzilla movies. Mm-hmm. It's just the function of as society gets better and CGI gets better, we won't accept just like a basic monster movie. We may, people will really like it, but they're not enough to be profitable. So that's the thing. They're always sort of hedging and trying to please everybody. What was the movie with a bunch of dragons flying around New York? Was it Dragonheart or Dragon Oh, a Reign of Fire. Oh, Reign of Fire. Christian Bale, Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> yeah. and Gerard Butler. Yeah. And, and it was a bunch <laughs> of dragons. That's not a terrible flying. movie. Yeah. That, that's it's not, not cool. Good, but it's not terrible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for the time... I thought it was all right. Like, okay. you know, but right, then it, right. I was that a kid when that six. came out, That's too. That's pretty good for me. <laughs> that was 2004, 2006, right? Or before. 2000. Yeah, it was a while ago. 2004 or something. Like I, was, yeah. I was like maybe Although I will eight say, or 12. The Dragonheart so, movie where Sean Connery is the voice of the dragon. Uh-huh. I like that one, too. Mm. David Thewlis is the bad guy. That's a good movie. <laughs> didn't, that, didn't that one have like a terrible ending, though? It's got a bad ending. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no spoilers. I haven't seen it. <laughs> all right. And you know, everybody loves How to Train Your Dragon, the anime. Oh, yeah. That's true. They're making tons of money. But I do, I want to see a bunch of dragons just coming 
going around and killing people. Like, Rain of Fire 2. <laughs> well, producer Ryan could do the logical thing and watch stupid Game of Thrones if he wants his dragon porn. You know, oh, it's, man. It's pretty, there's plenty of it there. Yeah, there's plenty of dragon porn already <laughs> on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's no shortage in that, unfortunately. Best kind so. of porn is dragon porn. <laughs> All right. Uh, other movie news we got going on. So apparently Fox was planning a massive movie this. featuring... X-Men, Fantastic Four, Deadpool, and Daredevil. Now, keep in wow. mind, apparently this was 2011 Fox. It was in line with the uh, old Fantastic Four movie, right? You know, I'm not 100% sure. Not the Chris sure. Evans one, but the ones with, uh, what's his face? Oh, uh, um, Michael B. Jordan. Uh, Miller. Kate Mara. What's his name? Whiplash yeah, Kid. Yeah, the Whiplash Kid. Mm-hmm. I, I can't, can't remember his name. Yeah, Whiplash Kid. T.J. Miller? No, 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 no. That's T.J. Miller's uh, Cloverfield. So, <laughs> God, I'll look up his name later. Well, yeah. So you mentioned this. Is that movie, were they planning on having like a four or five hour movie with all those people in it? So, okay. Apparently, so this came from uh, one of the writers of X-Men Miles First Teller. Class. Miles Teller. That's what it <laughs> well, is. I don't Thank like you very much, yeah. but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So apparently... One of the writers from uh, X Men First Class. I don't know if you guys saw that one. Oh, yeah. I, I, I liked it. Yeah, I actually I liked, liked X Men. I thought yeah. it was okay. I, I thought it was a I, decent reboot situation. I thought it was a good direction, and I that's would Matthew like to Vaughn, see. Right? Yeah, that's Matthew yep. Vaughn. That's yep. our guy. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> but uh, so uh, I think his name is Zach Stentz, and I guess during a recent interview, he said that he wasn't allowed to say what the plot of it was, but he said back in 2011, him and his partner they were working on a secret movie that involved all these characters. He couldn't exactly say what the plot was, but he could said. This is the characters that involved. As far as it being reboots or a new cast or whatever was going on, we don't know. Apparently, you know, it got scrapped and it's never going to happen. But very much was... like the Nicolas Cage Superman or the George Miller Justice League. Yeah, a lot of these things are constant. Imagine how much studios spend just for developing. Yeah, these things. yeah. But, Millions of dollars go in and they scrap it. But a single movie for all these different IPs—that's yeah. a bad idea. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, I don't even like the dynamic of X Men and Fantastic Four. Have there been good comic arcs with those two together? Mm, Not really. Probably, right? maybe. I, mean, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Doctor Doom lifted uh, Thor's Phoenix? hammer one so oh god <laughs> how does that work <laughs> who do you say dr doom lifted thor's hammer once. really yeah, there yeah. Was, i remember magneto lifting thor's hammer oh yeah he can not yeah. because he's worthy but, but because, because of his metal yeah his metal. magnetism so yeah. his powers okay. so but he got all of the powers from it too though did he really yeah. i don't know if he did that's yeah. why he was able to take out the x-men did he have it uh did he have it during marvel zombies i can't remember but I'm not I sure. think he had Captain America's shield during Marvel Zombies. I'm not 100% how sure. How many but... how many X-Men characters do we think are going to die in the Dark Phoenix movie? I hope all of them. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, I mean... Jennifer Lawrence for sure. Probably yeah. Magneto. Oh, <laughs> and all the high-priced man. ones. Every time I watch a trailer, I look at, what is his name? Um, the guy from Split. Uh, oh, uh, James, oh, James McAvoy. McAvoy. Yeah. James McAvoy. Yeah. I look at him and I Great think, actor. man... I just really liked him in Split. I can't see him as <laughs> He's Charles. He's a good right. actor. Yeah, yeah. I can't see him as Charles Xavier anymore, though. Yeah. I, he was in First Class, right? Yeah, as yeah. First Class, yeah. I saw it because he was that younger version. But yeah, yeah. being bald, at least to that degree, it, like clean-shaved kind bald. kind of weird. Yeah, it is a little S- weird. Speaking so. of that, did anybody see the Picard trailer? It doesn't uh, show you a heck I of a lot. I saw little bits and pieces it's of it. It's kind of so. cool looking. Mm. He's just basically on a farm. like living. You're a Star Trek guy, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll be watching. I'll check it out. So I'm like, Picard, okay, cool. That's all right. So. <laughs> the way that 
that you sold it is like he's just basically on a farm. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sounds yeah. like I want to see him walking like farmers. Just like, <laughs> just like I enjoyed Thanos farmers making like uh, his fruit, his pure protein shakes or whatever he's doing over there yeah. on that uh, planet he lives on. I want to see what Picard's uh, diet is like. Mm. I want to see what he's doing over there. He's just farming, man. <laughs> Milking cows, <laughs> like, planting stuff, gathering eggs. I don't know. <laughs> he's got a computer. He plays that farming software By game. By the way, you yeah, know? <laughs> I, I had pointed out that Neil Blumkamp was doing the uh, Aliens movie. He, he had it taken away from him. Mm. He's actually doing RoboCop Returns. Mm. I don't know if it has anything to do with oh, the Joel Kinnaman Another one RoboCop or, Yeah, I don't reboot, know what that's I guess be. so. The last one was really mediocre. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. mediocre. It's watchable, yeah. but it's very mediocre. Not, is it rewatchable? No, absolutely, no, absolutely not. not. Absolutely. <laughs> but Avengers Endgame, turns out, it's rewatchable. rewatchable. Oh, okay, well, absolutely. Watch it a third time. Let's see if that rating goes there. up. Yeah. I'll get there. Don't rush me. I'll get there. <laughs> no, I'll probably go down. Yeah, probably you got to take what you have. Nick's just like, I watched it five times, went up to seven and a half, watched it ten times, went back down to a seven. After the 15th time, I'm comfortable with an eight. So. I, I, had, I had Joe versus the Volcano for as a nine for years and years and years, and then it, recently I watched it again and bumped it to eight and a half. Ooh, I, <laughs> it's always fluid. You can always change your mind. Oh, man. All right, guys. Any other movie news you guys want to throw out there? Not really. I mean, I'm interested as like I was pointing out the, the as the end game stuff sort of starts to fade away. There are other movies. Rocket Man's going to make 22 million this mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, the movie Ma we talked about it on mm. a, a podcast in the past. That's out. There's just different stuff out there, so we don't have to be married to the comic book movies all the time, mm-hmm. as we'll point out this week with our feature. Yeah. So I, I'm interested to see like what is the surprise hit of the summer at, now that the other the big stuff's basically gone. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of movies that came out these past two weeks. You know, yeah, a lot. especially they with kind the of all dumped them. Today, I'm surprised so. they all come out together. And you see, like, some of them did, didn't quite work out. It didn't quite work out for Booksmart, which was Olivia Wilde's yeah. film, which I had read great stuff about, but it turns that's out... Something that's something that's on my list that I want to see. I want to get so. to it, too, absolutely. Like I said, I saw The Age of 17, which a couple years ago uh-huh. came out, the Haley Steinfeld movie. It was unbelievable. I was like, how could I have not have seen this yeah, movie theater? Yeah, because Age of 17 is still on my list, and so is Bo Burnham's 8th Grade. That, I, that I really want to see it's really that. good. Yeah. So I'm a big Bill, fan of Bo Burnham in general. But he's he's a smart guy. Yeah, and, and Bill Simmons' daughter is a huge fan. He's a of, comedian, uh, right? Yeah. So yeah. he's uh, sings the songs. Yeah, stuff. sings the songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah new you, math, love, yeah, yeah. Uh, repeat stuff. I and... enjoy his stuff. <laughs> I had read amazing things about eighth grade. But I, I haven't too. had the time to watch it. Mm, you know, so. it's funny. Every time I go to Target because we kill time at Target. That's what we do here of in course, Las Vegas. You know, that's what you do. I see the movie on there, and every time I see it, it's around like twenty bucks. I'm like, you know what? When it gets down to around 10-ish, I'll buy it. And I'll just watch by the it way, obviously, thoughts and prayers to Virginia Beach. We here in Las Vegas know all about these uh, yeah. constant mass mm. shootings. So uh, we just want to throw our thoughts and prayers out to those. Yep. Anyways, guys, today is the story of Brightburn. Mm. And Brightburn, for those of you who don't know, is the story of how puberty and superpowers don't mix. So <laughs> how, how, how kids can be little shits. Yes. So. <laughs> all right, Ryan. Did I get what, it right? Did I get the premise right? Yeah, that's basically it. So, all right, Ryan. What was your reaction to this movie? Superman fighting for truth, justice, and taking over the world. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so, as always, I guess we'll go into non-spoilers into spoilers, but yeah. just keep yeah. in mind things okay. slip out. Um, now, with this movie, I this is the first time I ever saw a movie by myself. By the way. Like, oh, I went to really? Yeah, I saw it by yeah. myself also. Yeah, and I was it. the only one in the theater. <laughs> Were it's you? A, it's, really? a six, it's a six million. I saw it during the day, though, so it's like an old Oh, band, okay. I was about like, to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> David Yarvesky? Yarvesky? Yeah, Yarvesky, I, I think so it is. So it's basically, he did The Hive, but he hasn't done a ton of other stuff. He's a, he's a renowned editor of sorts. He's done some acting. He He's an interesting case. I, I want to say it reminded me a little bit of when we did Us, where like there is a premise that's very interesting, but we don't 
go where we should with it. <laughs> yeah. For so. the most part. But I give him credit for trying. Yeah, certainly. yeah. Yeah. But this is, it's, even though it's based off of Superman being evil. Is it though? It's, it's but, weird that. But it's it, like, an, it's an original IP though, right? It's an original idea. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and they don't say, there's nothing, it has nothing to do, even though you'll get some references down the road of other superheroes. They don't say Clark Kent. They don't say Superman. Oh, yeah, yeah, it has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with that. It's obviously adjacent but to But the parallels there are very, very clear. Yeah. yeah, they're not hiding it at all. Um, it's a $6 million budget. It's made about 20, so it has turned a profit, but it's not turning into some sort of cult phenomenon mm. of any sort. So, I mean, as far as the movie goes, I definitely felt like it had some pacing issues. I don't know if you guys mm. felt that. I like that mean, it was rushed in the beginning because who right. wants to see the beginning of Superman again? It was just boom, boom, boom. Kids 12 uh-huh. years old or whatever he is now. I was okay with that. You know what? I, I agree with that. But then how they resolve and how he like try to justify how he turns bad. A lot of that story structure and pacing was incomplete to me. Mm-hmm. I just think that... <laughs> The hook of it was it being evil Superman. Yeah. And if they moved that portion to another part in the movie, that they made that the big reveal. Like, obviously, the trailers gave it away. But if the trailers didn't, they sold it as, like, you know, a kid, you know, a a horror movie with a kid killer and stuff like that. And then you find out that he has the story of Superman. If they slow burned it, it, uh, wouldn't it have been better if they slow burned it and you didn't really know what it was about? Yeah. Nobody knows what any of the Ari Aster movies are about by the trailer. Yeah, it's a slow burn until you kind of figure out and, what's going on. And that's what I was getting at. If they didn't, if they re-released the trailer or whatever, and it is sold it as a horror movie with a kid killer, yeah. and then while you're watching the movie, you're starting to make the connections in your mind that, oh, this sounds like Superman's. And yeah. you know what's thing. funny about that? It may have been James Gunn, who's a, the producer, and Brian and Mark Gunn's idea that that's the way it was going to play out. But when Hollywood gets its grubby hands on this yeah. stuff, yeah. the marketing is the marketing, and they feel like they they run a bunch of data and they say the tests show that we sell it as Superman bad. More people are going to show up. Yeah, so that's probably what happened. I agree with you though that if they were going to show like the origin of Superman, I'm glad that they really rushed it, and then they did yeah, this pseudo flashback that ramped up the tension and the the, and the, the flashback I like there's a yeah. dream sequence yeah no, it's great I did not like the dream sequence oh it really felt, <laughs> it felt a little too late in the game a little too the late dream, in the game the to do a sequence, dream sequence but yeah. I like, I'm never a big fan of the forest that grows into your bedroom I'm not a big fan <laughs> oh yeah yeah I thought that was I don't remember pretty that strange. seems like a questicles situation <laughs> yeah it seems more fantastical something out of the labyrinth yeah I felt out of place and by the way you know I will say Yarvesky he has an eye and there are things that maybe he can grow on from this movie some of the gory horror parts in it because there are a couple of them Mm. feel a little out of tone also because you don't see a ton of stuff and some Mm -hmm. of the death sequences are very abrupt and you don't see much but then like when you do see it it doesn't feel quite right I actually like the death sequences in there and I feel like that could have been a route they could have explored a little bit more I think they should have gone one way or the other they should have gone more gory or you know they kind of hedged it a little bit we talked about with us the rabbit hole of you're going you're trying to go two different directions you really should just go one so you know what it feels like it feels like the same messiness of the DC universe and Zack Snyder, right? If you want to mm-hmm. do injustice and you want to do evil Superman, do it. Doesn't you know, feel as don't... messy, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. as messy because yeah. there's less things going on, right? But, yeah, yeah, it's the same kind of thing, competing tones and a lot of like note noting to death. So tell me, tell me, this is advertised as a scary movie, a thriller. Did it feel like that for you? Um, were you scared? No, not really. Yeah, maybe not. No, 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 not really. really. 
I mean, some of the music uh, notes also, the, the music wasn't great in this and the scoring mm-hmm. wasn't great. Like they tried to force you into those tense moments and build that tension. I thought it only worked like once or twice. Yeah, the yeah. The rest of them felt too forced. So my main gripe with this, I didn't have a problem with the kid actor, but I feel like they wrote the kid terribly. His lines sucked the way that they wanted him mm-hmm. to present this sinister kind of feel to him, but he still wants to do good. It was just weird for his dynamic. You know, I didn't really mm-hmm. think that the character of what it the does boy is it does good. a disservice to his arc of becoming bad. I'll I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, yeah. Because would... the story isn't isn't. It's, it doesn't flow correctly for to justify how bad he becomes. Because it doesn't really show him, uh, like, if he is truly bad or if he wants mm-hmm. to be, like, bad, then it's this weird dichotomy between yeah. the two. I see what you guys mean because with his character arc, it really feels like... It feels like he flips too soon as far as him being evil. Because it seems like before that point, before the ship starts communicating with him, he was just like a normal kid growing up. At least that's what his parents thought. There were no, you know, previous issues. If they were going down to like the psycho kill, you know, psycho killer kid route, usually those are things you witness, you know, earlier in that in those stages. So what I would have liked better is that they didn't do this whole alien thing. Like, I think that part was all, like, a mess. It was messy in the yeah. voices. Yeah. Like, the, what yeah. are we supposed to derive from The that? voices in the head are telling him that he needs to take over the world. Take over and, the world, man. And then it's just giving him enough information to be By able way, to do certain the, things. the pictures mm-hmm. in the notebook, not an artist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nick, that kid sucks. <laughs> right work before. on that. He's got all these superpowers. You can't draw a better picture than that? Right before you die, you're Your art sucks. (laughs) Just goes home crying. (laughs) No, but it was... If if they're going to make him evil, let him go evil all the way. Let him be 100% evil. Don't let him dance around it thinking that, oh, I want to do good. Or he's trying to play Mm -hmm. dumb when he finds out about his uncle like dying. And and this is what I'll most likely write when I do the review. It's almost like they were afraid of what it really means to Mm -hmm. have evil Superman. They wanted to explore it, but they chickened out at the end and gave us like a hedged sort of... Superman evil light kind of situation. If you're going to do it mm-hmm. and you got the rated R already, just do it. Yeah, you can no, re- I agree. Half. Yeah, just yeah. do it, you know? But it, it I would have liked it better if they went one of the two routes because they were just dancing around with either he's kind of good or he doesn't know if he wants to be evil. If they made him 100% evil or he was scared of his powers and then something flips into switch that he's like, you know what? I'm being bullied by this group of kids. I'm going to become evil. Yeah. If it was something yeah. along and first those of all, lines, we never then I like really it better. Get, we didn't get bullied very much at all. Yeah, yeah. Again, they missed opportunity there. He could have been bullied more. When I was watching the movie, though, I was like, ooh. That, and it would have had a message. That black kid is going to die. Yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't. He's He's never well, he may, but we don't see it. <laughs> but the girl that liked uh, that, That you was know, creepy. Yeah, yeah. Was it creepy was creepy. Way to go. Yeah. It was def- definitely creepy. But Before we get into hard spoilers, though, let me ask ask you this because i think it's relevant to this particular movie and, and the way they tried to sell it maybe not what the writers went for if it was connected to the dc universe and it was like the joker one-off and you could mm-hmm. use the names and stuff would it have been better uh that's a good question i don't think i so. don't know the answer i mean the yeah truth, but I, i'm just wondering like i certainly would have made more money but i wonder right. if a they would have signed off on it and would it have been better you it's, know i think if they did an elseworld version you uh-huh. know elseworld superman and it's just like the what if for marvel right if they did that then yeah i think it would have been really good then mm-hmm. they can use all the licensings and then they can just have a one shot where they can do whatever they want and right. i think it would have been a, and then more, build a greater if they success. can build yeah. so but 
Yeah, I mean, gosh, I don't know. With this movie, it definitely felt as far as the pacing's off and definitely for sure. There were directions they could have explored and I think it would have been better for sure. It's just, I feel like this isn't the movie that exactly they wanted to make. It seems I, like it was, you know, I, I wonder, like, I don't want to hit him up too much. I don't think Brian Gunn is a super experienced writer. He did... Uh, Journey 3, a Starsky and Touch TV show, mm-hmm. uh, a bunch of TV stuff, Bring It On Again. Uh, so he's done some screenplays. Oh, plays, he Bring It On Again? Oh, bring it on. <laughs> All those Bring It On movies are watchable. <laughs> but he hasn't done a ton of stuff. So I wonder, like, yeah, James Gunn producing is the correct person because he's proven a yeah. proven commodity. Yeah. But the director and the writers, not so much. I, maybe they needed a little more experience on mm, this thing. Yeah. Mm. I mean, okay, so we're not really getting a horror super movie, or sorry, superhero movie until, like, New Mutants comes out, which God knows whenever that's going to happen. Yeah. But they might scrap it all. Together. Yeah, it so might just know. go away altogether, but it's we, just... And again, that Fantastic Four movie with Miles Teller, it did skirt the edges a little bit. It just didn't... Never it, saw it, it never ne- will. Yeah, never, <laughs> never did. It wasn't good, but there were moments of horror in there, at least attempted. Obviously, they, that movie with Josh Trank it got so noted uh-huh. and so cut in half, but there were elements that you could see what he was going for. Right. They never fully commit, obviously, because they mm-hmm. fired him and they replaced him and edited a million times, but... I almost wanted, like, I was like, it, the first 20 minutes of that movie, I'm like, oh, I don't like this, but it's interesting that there's a new take on this. Yeah. Mm. We don't get that with Brightburn, so it feels like a waste of time. We didn't get it with Fantastic Four. When are we going to get that? Is the Joaquin Phoenix movie that? I, I don't know. It's we'll good. never know. We'll ne- we won't know <laughs> so, until we see it. So let's put the marker here right now saying that, okay, we're going to go into spoilers. Okay, yeah, yeah, we're let's like go into spoilers. spoilers. Yeah, we, so. we do say, look, if you should see it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, an it's worth watching. Take. It's worth watching. Yeah, yeah, anytime you subvert something, like subvert a genre they're really trying to subvert the comic book uh, genre but uh-huh. they don't quite succeed but it's still worth watching mm. right as far as this movie goes it's something we've kind of never really seen before as far mm. at least in live action yeah, we've yeah. seen it in animated we've seen it you know in comic books but we've never video seen games. yeah video games for sure yeah <laughs> well, everybody loves injustice yeah. <laughs> <It's a great laughs> game. you know it's just this is our first time seeing it live action as far as superman is evil and it's a Damn swing it. and a miss. Nah. What it is is we we haven't seen it. We want to see it, or at least we think we want to see it. The problem is when you talk about a hundred million dollar budget, nobody wants to see evil Superman in a hundred million dollar yeah. costing movie or three hundred million or whatever it's going to cost now. But a six million dollar movie, you can do it as long as you don't say Clark Kent. Mm. I wanted. I thought I wanted to see it, but now that I've seen it, I'm like, I don't know if there's room for this or mm. if it's necessary. I mean, at least because this one was a kind of not a total fail, mm-hmm. but an overall fail. You know, I think that uh, maybe these weren't the right people to do it. I, I have to disagree with you. I think that this is a good building block. It wasn't an amazing movie, I but can, it I can accept that. I'm not going to disagree with that. And I think that they can take it to a place where it can be a lot better. Yeah, it has its faults, but if they have Superman or Brightburn or Brandon, 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 yeah, Brandon Byers, yeah. yeah, Brandon Byer, if they have him terrible, grow up terrible a costume bit. choice, Brandon. Oh yeah, he has this <laughs> Zoidberg mask. What's going on? I don't with think that? you pick it on the kid, but you know, come on. Man, you can do better yeah. than that. The, the, can't sew, can't draw. Yeah. <laughs> what hey. can you do besides rip people in two? <laughs> I, and yeah, so uh, what I was getting at is that it's a good like starting movie that they can build on. And it's an interesting idea. It has its mm-hmm. flaws, yes, yes. But it's flawed. Yeah, yeah. So did we need it? If you're going to do it, you should wait and try to do it right. Well, that's one of those what things. I think. Instead of spending is... six bit million, yeah. try to do 20 million and do it a little cleaner. Mm. But look at it. With six million, they did a lot. Like with I will the say, special effects. I didn't and like the what... scoring, but the effects were very well yeah, done. Yeah, yeah. There, there wasn't a ton of them, but what you did see was very well done. Mm-hmm. Some of the some of the filters, I thought actually it would have benefited from some shaky cam. 
Um, some of the filters weren't that good in the eyeballs, a little bit weird. Some of that lighting and stuff wasn't perfect, mm. but the overall effects, cause again, you only have a small budget and you got to make the kid fly and stuff mm-hmm. look very good. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I just think that when you're asking, is this warranted? Nothing's really warranted, like in terms of movies, but I'm happy that we got it. And if they were just going to tease it out and then spend more money, I don't know what they would have been able to do to it's, make it better. Maybe it's a more better that, like, script. So think or- about it this way right we get comic book movie after comic book movie after and some of them are very good right i just said endgame is very good i'm i'm, I'm selling out and saying endgame is very good right? <laughs> so the best of the marvel movies even though the winter soldier is the best story endgame is the most satisfying movie that's how I'll, that's how i'll justify that but we get a lot of them right this is it really it's existing ip hidden in a horror movie mm. so mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do that, yes, like we said many times on this podcast, show us something new with existing IP, a different take on the Fantastic Four, a different take on the X-Men. I get that it's trying to be a different take on Superman, but unfortunately, Zack Snyder tried this. They took it away from him, but he tried it. We've seen the video game. We've seen the comic books. It's really not that original. So if you're going to do it, it better be good. I uh think that's my problem with it. I would say as far as the motivation, you better be all in. Yeah, you're going to do it. Don't. Don't chicken out. Don't hold back on it. Yeah, Yeah. they held back a little bit. So I feel like as far as this movie goes, at least comparing it to, you know, evil Superman in the DC world is there's always some form of motivation behind Superman turning evil as far as, you know, Lois Lane dies, you know, Mm -hmm. or, you know, he's tired of whatever he's taking over the world. Right, which I never buy. I think that's why the Schneider movies don't work that well, because what happens is Superman goes from being truth, justice in the American way to more like the Christ-like figure a little bit. Almost uh-huh. a way to modernize them, they make it that way. I don't think those ways ever work. Yeah. He's either totally stone cold, like the Brandon Ruth one and and Superman Returns, or he's like the Christ-like Zack Snyder one. Right. You know, I like the Christopher Reeve one, and most people know Superman as Truth, Justice, the American way, and that's, uh-huh. that's fine. I think that's fine. They should just own that, and when it's not enough, put other characters in there to be yeah. dark. I mean, same thing, though. Superman in the DC Universe, when he goes evil, there's motivations behind it. With this, it's because he's just a kid. He's, you know, the whole and sense like of it. That- Going through puberty. So it starts so, as the kids just associate. Yeah, so <laughs> just, some kids are just sociopaths, man. <laughs> it never really felt like this kid was ever trying to be good. At least that's how it yeah, I felt no, like. I, 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 like I, I like when he's <laughs> eating the cereal and they're like, "Hey, your uncle died," and he's like, "Yeah." He's yeah, like, right, what's cool. the problem? I hated right. that. I hated that. Can I get that. some more milk? That's <laughs> the worst part. The sociopath part seemed like a, it seemed like a pretty good, a pretty big flip in general. It didn't seem like he was like that before until he started hearing the voices that were coming from the ship. At least that's what I got mm. from it. But. Once again, with this movie, I'm glad it was made. I think it is a good, fresh take on it. I think they did hold back a little bit. If they would have just gone more into that horror route, because that's how they were selling it, more of that horror, evil Superman route. And again, they already have the rated R. So if you've already got the rated R, you've already lost God knows how many millions of dollars at the box office. Just go for it, man. Just do what you're going to do. But but for Superman, what is that? Originally, he becomes a protector of truth, justice in American way because of the values that was instilled to him by his parents. parents. Yeah. And I would have liked it as we know. Yes, Martha. (laughs) But if they weren't going to go that route, I would have liked him to see the evils of people like, you know, him being bullied, him turning on the TV. That's the thing. He seems to really hate the world. Yeah. No. What what did you show me that makes him hate it so much? Yeah. But if if they they did that, if he realizes, oh, I'm not of this world and actually humans are terrible and they like they are lesser than me then i need to like 
control them. They kind of played around with that idea with him speaking in this weird language, take over the world, which again was stupid because the aliens are implanting that into his brain. Why doesn't he just come across? They don't like, even fully commit to that. Exactly. Unfortunate yeah. Bit, yeah. You know? If they're going to do it half-assed, either then why it's don't people they... that you decide you're, you don't like, or it's the aliens telling yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. Why doesn't they he sort just of make up his own again. mind? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the things that I did like about it. The dynamic between the parents, great, and how they I work. want to talk about the parents. Yeah, Can we no. talk about how terrible these parents are. Yeah, they are <laughs> terrible. First of all, <laughs> if you find an alien kid in the in the woods by your house, call the make, government. Maybe maybe make a phone call. <laughs> maybe make a phone call. But and what? then don't tell them nothing for twelve years about it. Uh, enroll him into school and never check because he's never had a bruise or, or, or a cut finger or something. Never maybe test like what his capabilities are and how dangerous. Well, he Nick, be. that's the same thing about <laughs> Superman. You can make the same. Yeah, but I accept it with Superman because he's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, By the way, Elizabeth Banks' character, uh, Tori Breyer, also not a great painter. She's painting a cow for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that's why are you painting a giant cow with with it's avant garde pur- purple swig- swiggly lines around it? Don't you have a job? Like, what what, what are so, you just chicken chicken farmers? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> what I what They're I will well say. constructed characters. They they actually do a really good job. Elizabeth Banks, David Denham, who play the parents, the, and the kid is obviously very good. I think his name's Jackson Dunn. They're good actors, but the material behind what they're doing isn't very good. It's I don't unfortunate. Know. I think I think honestly, coming from the perspective of someone that doesn't have a child, yeah, uh, yeah, with the way that they they want to have a child, and this none of us have kids yeah. at the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but with, so far with this movie, they do a lot of that Chekhov's gun thing. They really try to drill it into the audience's mind that oh. This is going to happen, so just pay attention to this. But with them trying to have a child, showing those infertility books and them... Again, the beginning is good. I yeah, like yeah. that part of it. But think about this, Ryan, because we're, we're into spoilers now. Both the dad try to set up and the mom try to set up the kid to kill the kid by saying how much they love you and how much you know you you know you're you I, I'm always but you're always going to be there for me. Only when Meanwhile, back, I'm trying to stab you in the back only or when shoot you in the head. Only when their back is against the walls, though. Up is until their back that, against the no. wall? Did I think the dad was going to drive him out to the forest and kill him after we figured? But it Nick, out? up until that point, they were That's defending. That's your plan. You should have picked up the phone yet again. <laughs> Pick up Nick. the phone, call somebody. <laughs> but up until that point, they're defending him because he's. Just I only child, yeah, and I do get they've that been, part of it. They saw it as a blessing because they couldn't have a child. They're wrong about that, but I do get <laughs> it. <laughs> so when it comes to the whole parent dynamic, I thought it had some interesting parts as far as they're just doing the best they can, the best they can to help raise this kid. But when he discovers the ship. And Elizabeth Elizabeth Banks decides I'm just gonna tell him without having the father there. Yeah. Don't you think that's a two that's a, parent? That's a that's two a, parent yeah. conversation. That's a two parent conversation. And she's for sure. very she's a yeah. very selfish. How parent. about and when, <laughs> when you find the pictures of like Victoria's Secret mixed in with the pictures of like open wounds? That was stupid. Yeah, and yeah. Open yeah. Stomachs uh, and it, it wasn't open wounds. It was like just guts. Yeah, yeah. Stuff, it was like uh, Hannibal Lecter type. Yeah, that, stuff. that was pretty dumb. gross. But Black Dahlia type. Again, by the way, watch listen to the Root of Evil podcast. Again, they love their child so much that they're pushing that aside. There's so many parents that they understand that their kid is terrible, but they love them so much that they were able to look the other way. So So I get that thought, but I don't think it's well written or well played out in this film. So I I think I would have believed it more if uh it was done better. So I was thinking is, you know how... You know, they show the crash site in the beginning of the movie, and then they show the videos. I love of the him. angle that they yeah. show it from, and I like again that we didn't have to watch the whole. thing. Yeah, we don't have to see them go yeah, over yeah. there or anything. So, I thought, you know, and after that scene, they just show the videos of him, you know, pretty much going through, you know, him growing up and everything. 
I thought maybe they should have replaced those videos of those happy moments of him maybe talking to a child psychiatrist that yeah. he's always had you some go, sort of problem uh, that you his break parents the, noticed. Uh, you break and the wall and you talk right. And yeah. Some of that this, POV might have been interesting. Too. Yeah. It's just this kid has always been a child. He's had a child psychiatrist. He's always been a sociopath. It just so happens that yeah. he gets and by the way, around puberty that, age. That and, would have been a better way to build him being a psycho killer. We yeah. never really get to know who he is at all, really. But I think that those shots were to establish their connection as parents to like what you were complaining right. about. Yeah. They're showing that connection with the parents that they really love their son and the dad, even before he takes the son out to go kill him, he's looking at cards that he received from uh -huh. him throughout the years. Yeah. He cares about him. It's so, 12 years uh, yeah. of, of raising this. I just this don't think it's well developed. Okay, so <laughs> with, with the dad thing, when the dad decides okay, I'm going to go out and take my son and you know shoot him in the back of the head. Like yeah. a dog. And like a dog with rabies. It's kind That's of your like plan. excellent uh, plan, and and this is the thing. Like it's it feels too scared to dive into that really good horror, but it's using those aspects of bad horror of you're making decisions that normally you wouldn't make because he talks about how he's never bled, he's never broken a bone, this and that, and so you're not sure exactly what his powers are. You know he's not from this world. You know he's somehow somehow enhanced. Do you even think a bullet's going to actually do anything? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like you have no reason to believe it's going to do anything. Yeah. By the way, the way it ends, we're into spoilers. He, the kid survives. We know that the ship can cut him, although we don't get any explanation why. The mother tries to take a piece, a sharp Knight. piece, yeah, a yeah. sharp piece of the ship and try to cut him. But I almost think the movie would have been better if she killed the kid and it's right. just a one off situation. I just know they, they try to double disagree. down and get a kid. <laughs> completely disagree. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, okay. And that's another thing with, you know, why would you do that way whenever she, when she, when she rips it apart, the ship piece. Yeah. Oh, and yeah, she, she reaches her hand so far yeah. up to stab him. Yeah. I'm like, hey, does this really need to be that high? Yeah. Like, <laughs> You're gonna just go. You gotta quick stab, stab, you're gonna have to stab him like twenty times. You better get to work. Haven't you yeah. seen Oz? Can't you just prison shank him? Like what's yeah, going yeah. on here? So with the dad, you decided Game of Thrones with Jamie Lannister. Okay, <laughs> with the dad, I'm gonna give it to this. He doesn't know that the bullet's not gonna work. Yeah. All right. He says that he hasn't been cut. He hasn't broken a bone. I've never broken a bone in Why my life. Why is he doing it on Unbreakable. his own? Yeah. But what's that? Why is he doing it on his own? Because he feels he that it's he, more. It's humane? his responsibility. It's yeah. his responsibility. He loves his son and. He, and and without he, without consulting the wife, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Well, she <laughs> but, didn't consult him when she. But this is, is this a good marriage? Is but, this a healthy marriage? I'm not so no. sure. <laughs> like honestly, I think you're convincing me more that I like this dynamic better because yeah. uh, because they realize that it's their fault. They reap this upon the world, yeah. and they feel that they need to take care of it the only way they can. I think there are hints can. of it. I think yeah. there are hints of it. It's just not well-developed. And, yeah, and I agree with that. There are some things that could have been done better, but I'm starting to see it more and more as I'm arguing for it. But uh, you, I, know, you know what was an interesting turn to me is when he goes to kill the aunt, who is also the guidance counselor mm. or whatever, um, he, he gets caught. Which yeah. is interesting in the closet. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's something you don't normally see in a movie. Like this movie has just a couple of those interesting takes uh, that you don't expect. Uh, later in my recommendations, I'll talk about Barry that is renowned for doing this. So the kid gets caught and then he goes and kills the uncle. But the person he really needs to kill is the aunt. Mm. It's almost like he lost his chain of thought and was like, well, I'm going to let the aunt live. But maybe if I kill the uncle, I'm going to distract her so much she's not going to talk to the sheriff. Because he's a 12-year-old boy. I just feel like it's a it's poorly constructed storyboard. Yeah. Or poorly constructed scripting 
even though there's good ideas behind yeah. it, you know, mm. some interesting moments. He's yeah, obviously yeah. winging it too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, he's like, I, I don't know exactly what yeah. I'm doing, you yeah. know. And <laughs> even when he gets caught, he just tells that obvious lie of, but oh, you know what? I was Again, helping or we, something. We talk all the time about setting up the rules, right? And they show him in a classroom being the smartest kid in class. They say he's the one tenth of the one, top one tenth or something like that in terms of intelligence. They rated him. So how can he be both, right? Mm. It, it's kind of weird. Why, how come he can't draw? Yeah. Again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He can't be like an idiot savant or yeah, whatever. Kind of, it can't be two things at the same time. It doesn't make sense. But uh, okay, so going back to the thing uh, with the shooting him in the head. So that I don't think that the dad thinks that it's gonna work or doesn't think that it's gonna work. He's hoping that it's going to work. Okay. And he doesn't know for sure, so he takes this chance. He hasn't seen him get cut or or like bruised. Or, the mother has, uh, but he yeah, has, the mother has, yeah. but yeah. he hasn't. But that doesn't automatically mean that oh he's indestructible. Right. I would just think that oh he's pretty lucky yeah. or that he's tougher than most but mm-hmm. a gun a gun to an elephant could still take out the elephant yeah. you know i guess you got a point because in this movie you have to just assume that no comic books exist or if they do it's nothing about superman nothing yeah, about, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. you just have to assume yeah. you know none of these things exist because then they just say oh he's like superman kind of you know <laughs> but <laughs> and to be yeah, honest just said it which by the way was genius in shazam one of the nice things about shazam another young director i was just about the, to the talk toys, about shazam. right i mean like, you, you hint at it but you never commit to it you know well i was going to talk about shazam that i like this idea of him not knowing about superheroes and him trying to figure it out uh-huh. better than how they did it in Shazam where he just goes off and starts panhandling that wasn't believable to me because superheroes obviously exist in that and universe. his best yeah. friend the representation of the audience saying how could you not know Superman you yeah know, like exactly yeah that would be an interesting uh-huh. look the first thing that you do when you get powers is to go panhandle this guy the first thing he does when he gets superpowers is go creep on this girl he talks to the girl <laughs> he likes yeah, yeah. And, uh, and 12 years old is that the I don't know. It just seemed a little. But weird. it's one of those things. <laughs> I, felt, I felt uncomfortable. But it's one of those things that he realizes he has a power, so he uses it to benefit himself. Going out and panhandling is like the stupidest use yeah. of your powers. I, I do also think that some of the way that the structure and the pacing work is attached to the six million dollar budget and the limited set pieces they have to work with. I, I think you could tell in this movie more than some. Um, which is a lack of creativity to a certain uh, mm-hmm. extent to the story writing and the director. I just think that doesn't flow when like he disappears, but then comes back home. How many times can he disappear and come back home before the parents are like, okay, this is not yeah. working out, you know? Mm. Ha- felt like it happened four or five times. Uh-huh. You know, watching this movie, I kept on thinking, okay, it's either going to go down. What time he comes down. back without a shirt on? Like, oh, yeah. You get a question. He's, he's obviously there, right? lying. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's obviously lying. But like, 12-year-old doesn't have a shirt on for some reason. That's weird. He does a pretty good job in coming up with a lie off the fly. Yeah. Like, or right off the bat. He's 12 years old, so he's like, all right, I'm going to play the bully aspect. And yeah. If I was an overprotective parent, I'd probably be like, oh, I'm going to beat those kids up. Yeah. You know, the other thing is you'd point out how much the parents care about him, which I do... I like that idea. I just don't think it's explored well. The father gets pretty angry right off the bat. Uh, when he is saying that little fucker's lying or whatever, you know, yeah. like well, it's a little aggressive based on his best friend yeah. just did die too. In that scene, his best friend did I just die. So yeah. an emotional place. Yeah. yeah, and he's already formulating this the, the thought logic. process he's in his mind. Yeah, yeah, quicker than the wife. But in the beginning, also he sees the chickens and stuff, and it's all messed up. It, it's that idea that the wife doesn't believe him, and he. Yeah thinks he has concrete evidence but he can't really show it to see you. i no. think it's more about the dynamic between the husband and the wife how much they love each other and yeah. how much uh-huh. he wants to make her happy not so much his direct love for the kid 
yeah. as the movie and goes yeah, on. And yeah, I think it would have been better explored if they just would have kind of showed it off the bat that Elizabeth Banks, the mom, has always been fully supportive of the son, always yeah. been in love with him, all this stuff. I love Elizabeth and, Banks. you know, <laughs> the dad has never trusted him because of where he came from and yeah. how they found him. Yeah. If they would have kind of showed that a little bit more where she said, you know, to her, you know, to her husband, you've never trusted him. You never loved him because of where how we found him, where he came from. Yeah, that yeah. would have made sense because I from agree. the beginning, I agree. Yeah, he yeah. never trusted where he came from because he doesn't know yeah. what this is. So and the other thing is when he finds the ship and then flips out when the mother tells him by herself, which is a mistake. Yeah, it's weird that like the he, they're okay with him just being normal the next morning. Like after right. he kills somebody, he's like, hey, "I'm fine. I'm fine." You know, like, I accept it. I'll move on. And they're like, okay, go to school. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's... Uh... <laughs> such weird decisions, enabling terrible parents. It doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> and it's just scenes they could have, you know, worked in with the dialogue with the already existing scenes, I guess you could say, that could have shown why things are so split and why things are so different and why, you know, he's kind of turned out the way he is. But let's let's just... let's explore the death scenes. Which ones yeah. did you like? Which mm-hmm. ones did you not You know... Like? I really liked a lot of the death scenes. I thought the jaw thing was pretty crazy yeah, because pretty I wasn't gross. expecting yeah. that. I was, was not gross. expecting yeah. that. And what about I really... the glass in the eyeball? Oh, okay. That I can't stupid. do eye stuff. And so I was like, all right, First I'm not all, looking at this right now. That was hecka dumb. Why are you going to stand beneath it and look at it? Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. And then for a pop of a bulb, it goes pretty deep, deep in there. Yeah, it's way in Yeah, yeah. So I don't understand. As a kid, is he like, is he like a telekinesis so, or does he have some of that? Or oh, yeah. is it just like... I, he just okay. has everything. When I was watching it, I was I was looking at the power setting, and we don't know exactly where it's at. He has some sort of like electromagnetic interference because electricity yeah, yeah. kind of goes on and off. He has strength levels up to a certain point. He can fly, and he has the heat vision. Yeah, I don't think he has the cold breath. They kind of play with it a little bit in the Did diner scene when yes, everything yes. gets frosted a little bit. Oh, so okay. I I, I want to say his power settings right now are that of the same as Superman, with minus the electromagnetic kind of interference. Okay. Yeah, it's just I think because he just got them, he's not sure exactly what he can or can't do as far well, as how strong he is. He could be like Superboy and have uh, Lex Luthor's genes. Oh in him yeah, and he has telekinesis. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, Superboy has two dads. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's complicated. But, yeah, it's complicated. <laughs> they make so. it work. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I really liked as far as the death scenes go, too, is when he when he kills the sheriff, the chief, mm. because he just flies straight through him. And when you look at it, you yeah. just see bits yeah. and pieces. Yeah. You just yeah, see blood. No, that was great. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting. I would have loved to see more of that, and especially when he kills the woman cop. Yeah. And, you know, she gets thrown she all over. And yeah, yeah. Up, you know. Yeah. Those were probably my two favorite ones. The jaw one, you know, caught me by surprise. The eye thing, I'm just not good with eye stuff it in was, general. It was but... almost like the one kind of funny moment was the guy like, this is not good. This oh, is not yeah. Good. Noah. Like, was that, yeah, yeah, that was an interesting part. But, you know, they don't explore it any more than that, really. I honestly, I really thought the effects were really well yeah. done for $6 million. That's what the budget was. I like, think so. Yeah, six million around there. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't like the dad death that much, you know, with the it. eyeballs. I thought that was you know, yeah, with the, yeah. the blows vision. out the back of his yeah. head. It's, yeah. it's lazy. It didn't I, feel right. Yeah, I thought that could have been done a little better. And when he was getting grabbed, I thought he was going to pull out like a piece of candy to try because mm. that's what he yeah. said in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that would have been a better like, idea. He's going to pull out a piece of candy to show, like, you know, try to make things better. And then that's when he says no or whatever he does. But, yeah. you know. That yeah. ultimately ended up being a useless scene. <laughs> yeah, I really did. I thought I was going to come back and play, but 
Yeah, the dad scene was not my favorite death scene, but the cops and the mom the mom death scene wasn't super great. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was okay. It was a little more poetic, but, but it didn't really work that well. You know, for me. that's why you always got to have a second shiv on you. So we don't even you know? see him <laughs> land, and then we see the plane coming, and then we see the plane on the ground. Yeah, yeah. again, yeah. it's almost like they went out of their way to show us their budget constraints. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think that they did a lot with what they had. I do. They but did. It's, yeah, it's just yeah. uneven because some of it's so good and some of it's so not yeah. nonsensical. Yeah, same thing. It's just I think we all would have been a little bit more happy if they just would have stuck one direction, keep the parent dynamic in there and their conflict with it, but maybe go more into just it, that deeper horror route it again, and then let the superpower thing kind of sprinkle into it. If yeah, that I think that, that makes more, it would make more sense to me and it certainly would make a better movie. It, it reminds me again of Us where the tone is consistent all the way through. The death scenes in Us we complained about on that podcast, not super great, but the tone uh -huh. is consistent all the way through. The story's kind of nonsense for that movie, but that tone is consistent. This one, the tone sort of goes up and down a little bit and the story's kind of bad. I felt like there's two kind of hits against it, even uh -huh. though there are some interesting thoughts, there are some interesting death scenes, and uh, like I said, I liked all the actors, I just didn't like the stuff they were doing. Right, so. yeah. I, I need to mention this. I watched this movie with a friend. The aunt, when she's in her, her house and stuff, and then she's like getting ready with the night, she's doing her laundry, she folds a sweater terribly and then puts that into a drawer, and she could have done that more efficiently. So I'm saying this because <laughs> the, my friend that I watched the movie with said, you better mention this in the podcast. <laughs> so yeah, that drawer only has like three sweaters that are just crumpled in there, all right? And she doesn't die. She she lives throughout this because yes, we don't yes. see her die at all. Yeah, again, nonsensical. Yeah. That, that's the person that lives, I mean, presumably, because he does presumably destroy the whole town right. at some point there. So, so, you know, I'm glad this movie got made. It's definitely a big, it's definitely a swing and a miss. I won't say it's a big swing and a miss because there are certain aspects I did like. But would you like to see sequels? Because they kind of yes. tease that at the end yes. as far as you got evil Aquaman, well, you got evil about, Wonder yeah, Woman. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about that. And then there's the... I felt like this particular cut was out of place. The Alex Jones, Michael Rooker, Michael Rooker and James Gunner friends, you know, obviously uh -huh. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But it was kind of like fast and didn't, it just didn't feel right to me. Right. Well, it was supposed to be like a conspiracy story. Yeah, just ranting. Sort of Alex yeah, Jones yeah. ranting about, look at this, you know, the submarine and Aquaman. And, and... No, and I like that, though, because I, I don't know. I like the idea. Up... I just don't think it was executed very well. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yet again, you know. I, it plays up that idea that what are we supposed to really believe about this yeah. new evil that is coming around? It's supposedly, this is in a universe that doesn't have superheroes. It doesn't have any of that situations. Uh -huh. This is the first instance. I hope instance. that's the case. <laughs> and, yeah, I would think that would make it a lot the logic would make more sense that more way. interesting right. yeah. yeah so do you think like with this movie that it would have been better if you would have not casted this during puberty but more around later teenage years I like agree. 18 yes. or yeah. something it's, yeah. yeah you know it's less creepy and and probably you could do and, a lot more with it and then you can kind of mention how he had child therapy before or whatever yeah. and he's just getting better at hiding you know certain things from people he's still you know What's I even like the idea of like do, when, kill when, animals, we, you know? when when we when we dive in and he's like 15, 16 instead of 12, he's already had the discussion of like you came from a ship and right. he's trying to wrangle with these ideas, you know what I mean? I I, I think that would have made more sense. Right. Uh now that and, I've seen it done this way. And just kind of have him play I am being good but secretly he is and again, that sociopath that don't, you know killing people or killing animals and he just becomes more courageous. Yeah, and if you're going to do it just do it. Superman's evil, just go all in and don't mm -hmm. have, don't worry so much about like this idea of 
developing blameless parents and yeah. some of this other stuff. We don't really need them, you know. We can we can do it with just him. Yeah, just make normal parents. Normal, yeah, normal parents, parents. That care about their kid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they probably would should have had a discussion. Like, hey, what age do you think we should tell him that you're kind of an alien? Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, probably before puberty. But uh, I mean, <laughs> you spend a lot of time drawing cows on canvas. You probably should have spent some of that time mapping out how you're going to deal with this. Maybe alien read a kid. parental book rather than the fertility, <laughs> I don't know. fertility yeah, right? one. A lot yeah, of time on fertility, not enough time on parenting. <laughs> <laughs> but there are parents that, like, you know, they adopt a child and they don't tell them that they're adopted. That that yeah. exists. Yeah, I get it. Like, I get it. Uh-huh. It's what, not a crazy thought, but. Uh, and how would you go about it, Tyler? If you had a kid or whatever that ended up being an alien. When and how would you have told them that they're an alien? Probably eight years old. Really? So, yeah, that's a, that's a good age. I mean, hey, I by mean, the I, way, you're an alien. I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't put the ship in a crappy barn with one padlock on the yeah. door. I definitely you know, wouldn't do that. So I talked about it a little bit before. We're watching this movie. I'm like, okay, how's this going to go? How's this going to end? I kept on thinking all these different ways how things get played out. I thought maybe for a second that the dad would melt down the ship into bullets. Mm, so I thought I thought, they, I, I thought, I thought that, that was something he got a sliver of it and yeah. he's like just See, in I would have liked that more. You know, just in case. So that way he did shoot him and maybe he, you know, injured well, him. He or, didn't find out yeah, until, or he didn't later. find out at all. Actually. Yeah, he didn't know. And you know, at that I think at that scene when he says he hasn't been cut, he hasn't been, you know, broken a bone. I think he had gotten cut at that point. I'm not 100% sure, but yes. that was a time yes, Elizabeth yes. Banks could have said, no, he actually got cut on the ship, and that would have been useful information. Once again, it's but... not a great relationship. It's yeah. not a great marriage because they don't communicate with each Communication, other. Communication, man. <laughs> and, and it's funny, though. I think the parents should have killed him, even though it doesn't set up for the sequels. Okay. I disagree. Because the story was basically about the parents, so we should have had an arc that was normal for that. I just think that it's not satisfying for him to die like that. Because if he got stabbed, then I'd be like, oh, okay, what a big letdown. Because it's freaking Superman. Uh-huh. I was hoping that they weren't going to kill him, and then he's just going to wreak havoc. And then it opens it up for sequels, but it also has that idea that uh, as a watcher, you just like, oh, no, now he's released into the world. What is uh-huh. he going to do? And it promotes it a, a little bit more. Now, with the sequels, it's just... When they do the evil version of these, do you have it? Okay, this is an evil Wonder Woman, but she's from an Amazon. She's from the Amazon. She's from some secret hidden yeah, world. Whatever, do you keep those yeah. backstories the same? I don't just, know what like the copyright or the situation yeah, with all that. And it's just be, like but... Atlantis is real. The Amazon, the secret, you know, wherever they're from, that's right. real. What I thought maybe was going to happen too was that there was another bright burn out there. I don't know, whatever alien. I thought maybe there was another bright burn living in that town who was being like more incognito mm. and who was going to come in and try to stop this kid because he was, you know, becoming too, again, he was making, he was revealing himself too better. soon. If yeah. he's 15, 16, and then there's another evil person. Remember Hancock? It was almost an interesting idea with Will Smith. Almost. And Char- yeah, Charlie. almost. It was almost, almost an <laughs> yeah. interesting idea, right? Yeah, but it yeah. didn't quite get there, but that's a nice thought. Uh, maybe we could have learned from those lessons and did something like that. Yeah. We, d- we don't get there because we spend so much time with the parents. Well, right. I-, I think, so they kind of play with it in the beginning when they talk about bees and hornets. Uh-huh. That's idea that the hornets are going to subjugate another species. It's, it's very yeah. on the nose. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Again, again, it, uh, <laughs> just, this movie like just puts that out in the for, in the forefront. But I think the idea of them all just being aliens uh-huh. that Wonder Woman, Aquaman, they're from the same alien race. They come down, uh-huh. but they just go through different upbringings. Yeah, or, upbringings uh-huh. to different environments that kind of manipulate how they are. That's why Superman looks like a human, and then Wonder Woman could okay. be, like, I don't know, he, she finds rope or so something. Like, I don't uh, know. <laughs> <laughs> so Aquaman's ship lands in the ocean, exactly. and that's what he becomes. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have liked that. That's, that's an fine. interesting thought. Yeah, know? I think 
there's there's tons of different ways they could have explored it a little bit more. And I'm sure it's probably like somewhere in the writing room. You know, I thought for a second maybe they would kind of go somewhat omen vibes where and I thought maybe there was a maybe they might introduce some sort of cult that follows this type of person, you know, as far as like this is the we Antichrist save that for our, our yeah. Aster movies. But yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> sure. So so I thought, you know, or my Netflix documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, what's the end game here for him? Because if he blows up this planet, he doesn't know where he comes from. So he's is he trying to take over the world? Is you think he, your first thought would be you'd want to know more. But instead, yeah. he just wreaks havoc. But, but, but again, maybe that's because he's so young. Yeah. 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 He's going through puberty. So <laughs> but yeah, it just felt like those motivations as far as, OK, you destroy the whole world now what where do you go you know I, what's the point you it, know i don't know what hbo's the watchman's going to be because i think it's a, a very different take than what we've seen in the comics and, and the schneider movie but i like the dr manhattan like the ethical right. wrangling of his brain that he goes through like i could be bad but i'm gonna be good uh and it's like in real time you sort of see yeah. it this movie never gets anywhere near that like intelligent or, or, or never yeah. explores that complicated idea so be, i think because of that i was let down it does a, a lot of interesting things, but nothing enough to warrant a movie. Right. Maybe this would have been better served as a as a miniseries or, you know, with, like I said, uh -huh. more experienced director, more experienced writers. On that Watchmen tangent, I guess you could say, that <laughs> the very good scene about that is when uh, the comedian shoots his pregnant, yeah. or his pregnant, you know, mistress over yeah. in Vietnam, and he says, you could have turned the bullets into daisies. You could have yeah, turned them into anything else, but yeah. you just watched it you, happen. Yeah, and again, and it, you're it's, losing touch with humanity. Exactly. And, it's like, you're so human, but you're also losing touch with, yeah. you know what I mean? And, mm. and he does it. And again, it, it, Watchmen goes all the way down the road where he just basically leaves the planet. Right. You know, so that's that's what happens, you know? Like, yeah. That's an interesting thought. This movie doesn't have anything quite that interesting in it. Yeah, at least not that big as far as motivation. It's not big as, okay, he's evil. It's, at least that's what it felt like. He's evil all of a sudden because he's hearing these voices. I thought for maybe a split second that the government knew he was there all along. And I was thinking, oh, how cool would it be if it just turned into a Michael Bay movie and you have tanks rolling up trying to kill, you know, <laughs> like you can't have them bursting in an army. Yeah, exactly. So. But then it would be not satisfying because yeah. how are they going to kill Superman? Yeah, exactly. How do you do it? I mean, you got to get your own Bruce Wayne or Lex Luthor to kind of come in and, you know, figure something out. So. Or if the army came in and there was another instance of this alien coming down and they know how to kill it by yeah. bringing out the, a piece of the ship or whatever, then I would be the, more satisfied. The vampire Edward shows up and takes him out. There you go. <laughs> Beautiful. So, <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, it really feels like, at least with all of us, that's kind of our main I guess problem with this movie is just motivations don't seem as clear. Yeah. Characters seem to flip on a fly. You could have explored this in a different direction and it probably would have been bettered. And it just wasn't sure if it wanted to be a horror movie yeah, or more that's a, of a that's super a problem I had with it. Almost, almost yeah. the most. Like again, I respect the subversion of the genre. I expect I, I respect the attempt of it. Yeah, absolutely. But I also was like weirdly uh, taken aback by this idea that like it's gonna be a gory horror movie. No, no, no. It's gonna be about these parents. No, it's gonna be about Superman figuring out he's bad, a sociopath kid. It just it had all these weird ideas. None of them were fully fleshed out. Yeah. And none of them were written very well. And that's a problem, you know. So you had an idea, but you didn't fully flesh it out. Mm -hmm. You should have waited until you had your uh -huh. complete movie and you figured out what it was. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just that's really what it what it is. It's just it's afraid to be something that I think it could have been where it would have really worked with all well, you know, with the whole entire audience. Although same thing, I'm glad we got this movie and I, do, I would like to some aspect it, I'm, so. I'm glad also. It, it's one of those things we've talked about it before where they're giving Anna Bowden, Ryan Fleck, Captain Marvel, indie directors these big IP pieces. And it's almost like 
if you can make one or two really interesting indie movies, you're going to get a Marvel movie at some yeah. point. You know? yeah, yeah. And maybe this was this guy's pitch to get, I'm going to get Doctor Strange 2 or whatever the heck he's going to get. You know what I mean? But it, it, obviously he's not going to get it because it didn't do that well. But I think that it can go the other way where you are really trying to make a statement. This is an interesting idea because it's like the bad Superman and you marketed it as that. So basically you sold it to us as that mm-hmm. you should have put someone with a little more experience or at least in the writer's room. Yeah. Somebody with a little more knowledge of yeah. the, of the yeah. mythos and it just didn't have any of it. They needed like an editor or someone yeah. to go through they it. They needed Jeff Johns or I don't know. They needed <laughs> yeah. somebody, you know? Yeah. It felt like the writer, whoever they needed was... director James Gunn, not producer James yeah. Gunn. Maybe, <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Yeah. It felt like whoever was directing or writing it, you know, as far as the story went out that they just weren't entirely sure how to play this off yeah. where it's like you know or, or which we'll direction some, do we go in? we'll give so. them some credit it's possible they had an idea but were hedging it or getting noted to death by the studio yeah also. yeah so maybe that was the problem too but it didn't feel like it i just mm. didn't think they ever had the story right yeah it's just maybe it just really should have been a part of the dc you know yeah. and just a what if and but yeah, even aside, then, if you're doing just, you already committed to the joker being a side yeah thing. you could have committed to this being a side. yeah, yeah, just, yeah. you've already got 40 batmans running I mean, around yeah, so yeah. what's the problem <laughs> cool yeah right <laughs> i mean yeah it's just cool interesting idea just executed wrong and i, I don't know what else to say about it i really yeah. don't you know i'm glad it was made i'm definitely am you know um, gosh, I don't know what else to say about this movie. Do you guys yeah, have any final thoughts on it or you want to rate, rate it? it? Yeah, 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 let's rate so, it. Let's, let's rate it. I mean, I give it just because, you know, it's a good attempt. It didn't really hit home with me. I'm curious to find out if someone did like it and if they could kind of, you know, back it up a little bit as far as, you know, yeah, why. Talking, talking flick at gmail.com. Yeah, talk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell yeah, us why exactly. we're wrong. Like, literally, because I'm kind of lost for words as far as if you can tell me why you think this movie was, you know, good or I get, hey, I'm glad this got made. If you can defend on why it's good and how everything flowed together, I'm all ears. But as far as that goes, I mean, I'm glad it was made, but it just didn't really hit home with me. It just it felt like it was missing something. I'm not quite sure exactly what it is yet, but. I give it six and a half broken jaws. So <laughs> six and a half broken jaws is yeah, pretty so strong. Yeah. The broken jaw was pretty cool. I wasn't <laughs> expecting that. I was like, literally in the movie theater, you know, it's me and a couple of teenagers sitting off like a couple downs the road, and I'm just like, oh shit! And was, I see his jaw snap. By, and, by the way, oh, oh yeah, okay, he does die because they say he dies. Yeah, right. they say but he dies. Yeah. He survives for a little while, but that's more than a broken jaw. That's oh just, yeah, that's just a uh, collapsed face basically i don't even know how to say yeah <laughs> but i like that guy he had he had the only funny move uh, moment in the film oh yeah he was pretty good not doing it no for myself you know i don't think it's a terrible movie uh and it's not a great movie but it's at least decent. It's worth the watch. I enjoyed it. I don't think going to the theater was worth it. If it's on Netflix, I would say, yeah, spend a night, take a look at it. And it's only, what, an hour and a half? Yeah, like, something. It's like, pretty, pretty. It's a clean short, 130. So. Yeah, it's a yeah, clean 130. Yeah. Probably could have used 20 more minutes. Yeah. Really? I feel like it could have gone shorter. Uh, well, yeah. Actually, you know what? Edit some of the edit some of the parents' banter back and forth. Yeah, we could have gone one ten, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) once again, uh, it could have been an hour long thing on HBO rather than a movie I had to go see. Yeah. So. (laughs) Oh yeah. You know what? Yeah. To be completely honest, I do like the premise. I like. We all like like the premise. Yeah, I like where it was going. There are certain things that I wish they kind of changed. My biggest thing was the motivation of the kid and just how they wrote the kid. I thought that was bad but uh-huh. i do like the the dad i thought he was a great actor i thought that again i love the was... i love right. elizabeth banks she yeah. directed one of the pitch perfect movies i wanted her to direct some more also. yeah and i feel that everyone around the kid did a good job and the kid did 
a good job in acting, yeah. but it was I don't just know that how it was written. It was I thought it was just pretty bad. Mm-hmm. So not like the kids in Shazam; those were more oh, standout yeah, yeah, yeah. performances. This kid no, sells creepy just, though. He definitely he does, sells. Yeah. Creepy, he sells sociopath so. pretty yeah. good. Yeah. So, <laughs> so good job uh, for kid. me. I, I was I was bouncing around whether like a six and a half or a seven. I actually after us debating about the dynamic between the parents and the kid, I'll go with seven torn advertisement pages from uh, lingerie catalog. All right, there you go. <laughs> Is okay. That's, Any uh, guts, sir? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it's, one it's of them pro- is it's guts. Producer Ryan, okay, there's right. some guts in there. Come on. <laughs> so let me ask you this before I rate it, because you, you guys are the horror fans for the most part. I, I just dip my toe in every once in a while. David Yarvesky, is this a guy that you want to see more from? It's, this is not Ari Aster, obviously. Yeah. Or is he just, you know, they gave him a shot and he, he's, he doesn't have a vision that's He didn't there. do anything stand out to me, to I kind be of agree completely with that. honest. Yeah. But yeah. We, we don't know exactly what happens behind the scenes, though, especially with this movie. How much of this was production It could have been, could have been production you know, noted, how much money we're going to give you. Right? And because he's a new director, you know, this is very... This is second, direct, second, second feature film? film. Yeah, he so, did The Hive. I don't okay, know if anybody saw so that. But. Because this is a second film, it's very possible that you know James Gunn likes it. yeah I mean it's just usually productions they'll step in and they'll kind of push around those first time directors even second time directors the rookies just because they can and they want to try to get their way and of course they're trying to do whatever makes the most money so maybe that was the case here I don't know but you know definitely feels like it yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I wonder that James Gunn was a big name for the producer category. He, If it was noted, the one thing I would say about it is James Gunn seems like he would have been able to protect them from some of that, mm-hmm. especially when you're only talking about $6 million budget. It did turn profit. Yeah. So it's going to make probably $30 million, So it's going to make around $10 million. That's That's par for the course for like an average horror movie. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of, you know, you have to lean on blaming the writers and the director more than the notes, mm-hmm. I would say. But I think that obviously did play a factor also, especially mm-hmm. the way it's cut together. So, yeah. so for me, you know, realwatchability.com, we talk about my rating system all the time to to avoid the disappointments part of my top 10 movies of the year. You got to break five. Basically, it's not a high bar. I'm not going to put it in the disappointments category. I was real close to getting there. Uh, it's not Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. It's not that bad, <laughs> but it, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. So I'm going to give it a clean five. That's the lowest one so far this year. Uh, not a total waste of time, and I do think people should check it out. I just think if you were going to put out this big idea, you should have had your story together. Mm, That's all. Mm. All right. So uh, next segment of the show is we've got mail. So we've got a letter here from Aaron. And same thing, guys. If you want to reach us out for a listener question, email us talkingflick at gmail.com or talking even Twitter. Talkingflick so, at gmail.com. Yeah. So any questions you guys have, hey, man, we'll answer them. Fan theories, <laughs> we'll do it. We'll, we'll spin off of it. We'll spin off of it as much as we you, can. You may not so. like the answer, but we'll give you an answer. You probably won't like the answer, but we will get an answer. So. You definitely won't like producer Ryan's answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, we've got an email here from Aaron. Who says what genre of film would you like? Would you most like to see come back? So that's an interesting any, question. Any <laughs> any genre that you would like to see to make a pretty good comeback? That's been, I guess, you would say dead for a little while. Or I think we don't get a lot of variety anymore because the comic films and and the Marvel thing kind of sucks a lot of the oxygen out. Yeah, yeah. it turns into events, and then occasionally, like, you might get some some like uh, westerns in the indie kind of category, but you don't really get the big western anymore. So it's uh-huh. a, it's a fair question. You definitely don't get 
forget like the like Winter Soldier, the one I like so much, right? It's a political thriller, but it's Captain America, so it's not a real political uh-huh. thriller. So we don't get a lot of like the, of that political thriller anymore, like Three Days when... of Condor or or All the uh-huh. President's Men. We got Spotlight, that was very close. It, it did win an Oscar, but it wasn't. It was kind of adjacent to that kind of idea. So we used to get a lot of those. Mm. When was the last time we got a martial arts movie? That's like a big, one. like a big yeah. one. So. And I know for a time, I think we talked about it in another episode, they were doing the martial arts and like kind of gangster film movie where it was your Jet Li and then your DMXs. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> that must have been a handful there, of There's a lot of that ago, where they but... combine the genres together, right? Yeah, like Quentin yeah. Tarantino kind of like takes the spaghetti western in the martial arts film and, and he subverts the genres and puts them together and it's a big mashup. Uh-huh. So we do get some of that and that's original. But sometimes you just want like a straight, I don't know, a straight like a sports movie or a straight spaghetti western or a, or a hardcore mystery mm, or something uh-huh. like we don't really get, get those. You. I miss the thriller, like the adult thriller. The you know, not necessarily. Give us an example. Silence tr- of the Lambs, maybe something or... like that. Something like Silence of the Lambs, or something like uh, Seven. Okay, something yeah, that's okay. like yeah, a yeah, straight, a straight, clean, successful thriller. Uh-huh. Not so much the indie thriller because we still get some of those, but the fifty million dollar thriller with two or three big names. Something like Seven, I think, is the way to go. Or Zodiac. Zodiac or, yeah, is a, is, a, is an amazing film. <laughs> that's more like the historical thriller. But even it doesn't matter if it's fiction or nonfiction. I just want the two hour adult film that does really well so we can get more of them. You Bring know, back. To break up some of the Godzilla to Captain America. To, uh-huh. You know what I mean? To, to another Batman. You know, let's we need some stuff in the middle. We need some buffer in the middle. And the romantic comedy, like we pointed out on Pretty Woman. I, I definitely miss those. The sharp romantic comedy. Wasn't the long shot a romantic comedy though? Not, like I said, it's not it's really more like two things in one. It's 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 cramming a couple like the screwball comedy, the romantic comedy, and the Seth Rogen take. Uh, um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they kind of jam it all together, and it does, none of it really works. I'm interested to see. Mindy Kaling has that movie coming out next week, right? Which is the mm-hmm. late night movie with uh, Emma Thompson as the David Letterman type host okay. of the night show. I, I think that's an interesting idea. We haven't seen a ton of that, so I, I like sort of that stuff too. I remember uh, what was it morning? Uh, I can't remember the name of the movie, but it had Rachel McAdams and Harrison Ford, and I think Michelle Pfeiffer. We had the old Michelle Pfeiffer Robert Redford uh, movie. Uh, I can't remember the name of that one either. Old but man and the gun. They, they were just like uh, the newsroom, like what goes on behind the oh, scenes of okay, the newsroom. Yeah. I like stuff like that too. You know, we, I think what we need are more genres and more films that aren't event films. I don't just want five event films that I wait for all year long. Right. I need. I want some more successful stuff in the middle. Give me a one and done. So yeah, give yeah, me a I one want... and done where the kid dies at the end. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something I, like that. I say. Bring back scary movie, except you bring the Wayne brothers back. So oh, maybe okay. it, maybe not so much like. <laughs> so we're getting I, a like a like a comic horror take yeah, or something like some, that. Something yeah. similar to that. See, that was I, an original idea. I really like scary movie one. I really like scary movie two. The first it, one's amazing. The it, second one's solid. It, it falls then they're off shitty. The, it yeah. falls off the boat. Once with you get three, Charlie Sheet involved, yeah. things no, go downhill. No, no. Okay, so, <laughs> so so is it a comedy horror or is it a mashup of all these like uh, parodies of I, of horror? I say keep it similar to like Scare Movie 1, Scare Movie 2, bring back the Wayne Brothers and just give them, of course, call it like a different name, but similar concept. So a just parody, parody, ma- parody yeah. mashup of horror movies. Yeah, have, okay. the, what, have what the storyline be whatever the storyline was for, I think uh, Scare Movie 1, the main storyline was like Scream, but it was just like yeah, shriekings of all the other horror movies okay. dashed right. in there. And then Scare Movie 2, I think, was uh, which, Haunted which on Hill House. Which in and of itself then, was yeah. just trying to be a subversion of a horror movie too, <laughs> which is a facet. That's why it works so well. Yeah, so that's, I mean, that would that's what I would say. And I say definitely have the Wayne Brothers back. 
back. At least, you know, I think they're still they're still doing stuff, right? They're, yeah, they're doing stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Martin Wayne's, Wayne's was, was almost bat or almost Robin. At he one was point. almost Robin. Yeah, yep. So <laughs> yep, that's right. That would have been okay with that. And Damon Wayne's was on the uh, Lethal Weapon show for a minute there. Oh, right? before he got so, canceled. I think it's it done canceled. now. Yeah. yeah. So, but that's what I would like to see back. Give me the parody films. So. What do you have, producer Ryan? <laughs> what genre do we get not get enough of? You know what? Uh, I remember watching a lot of these back when Blockbuster had their rent a movie for as however long <laughs> as you want, and I was really into it. I really like the game. I miss video stores. Like so you could gangster walk movies. Yeah, uh, gangster movies. Yeah. We haven't seen a good one in a while. Yeah, yeah. It's been quite a while. Yeah. We're going to get the um, the Martin Scorsese, Jimmy Hoffa movie mm. that's straight to Netflix. I don't know how they're going to release that just yet. But prior to that, it was really The Departed was probably the last yeah. really like big one that made a ton of money. Yeah, and I, I like that one. American uh, Gangster was Denzel American Washington, Gangster, Russell yes, Crowe. Yes. Obviously, Goodfellas. I even like that. I don't know if you would fall this into a gangster movie of like the gangs of New York, but yeah, gangster. Yeah, I can kind of throw that in there. Yeah, so, but you just watch like, Layer Cake, so that's like British gangsters. Yeah, so there, but there's even room for more of those, like Casino or like Goodfellas and stuff like uh-huh. that. I really liked all of those, and there was a time where I, that's what I was looking right. for whenever I went into Blockbuster. Now, when if you were to bring that back, would you bring back original cast or even have them make cam- cameos like Joe Pesci or your Robert De Niro? You know what I would want? Or just fresh cast. Fresh. fresh what I want is a yeah, fresh director. I, fresh. I don't want Scorsese's one. Yeah, we've exactly. seen it already. Yeah. Let's get somebody new to do it, you know? Okay. Uh, we've already seen what Steven Spielberg does with Ready Player One, right? Right. Like, give somebody give somebody else the keys to it and give us a fresh take on the gangster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And there's like a lot of different yeah. mafia even Western styles. Like, uh-huh. I don't know, Italian, Russian. Like, it could be a number of different things. And right. I would be totally totally down for that some of uh some like open range was a good costner western um yep. saw it in theaters yeah three, three ten, <laughs> and it was a really good fight scene in yeah the gun absolutely. battle scene's amazing 310 to yuma with christian bale and russell uh-huh. crowe mm. it wasn't great but it was solid um i thought the movie with uh, chris pine and ben foster uh hell or high water yeah it's not a true western but it's got like a that vibe to yeah. it that's an amazing film it i have my not seen 10. it yet but oh, it's, it's on my list i know it's on netflix i need to watch yeah. it before and it wind goes river off, too so. make sure you catch yeah, the same oh director. my god yeah. so yeah. wind river is that is i really like that movie but it's just it's a one and done i will it's never a one watch and done. i will never watch it a second <laughs> time just because it's a bit of a rough watch good story it's a rough watch yeah. but it another is a amazing rough watch. fight scene in and it's i think that was another listener question we had uh maybe it was tough Tough movies to recommend that are really good and definitely. 127 yeah. hours, James Franco, where he cuts his arm off. <laughs> and I will say, for my blog, it's all about rewatchability, but there are movies that overcome that. There mm-hmm. are movies that I love, 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 but I can't revisit because they're too hard to watch. Schindler's listed as an amazing movie. I can't yeah. watch it five times. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know what I mean? It's, so. it's a one and done or a one and a half and done. I'll watch a few minutes and then check out. Uh, 127 hours is another one. Uh-huh. There are a lot of movies like that. And, and to their credit, I still give them really high scores, even though they're not really. Now, when you say they're hard to watch, what makes them hard to watch? Just rough, uh, rough the story content. No, not, okay. not yeah. yeah, rough content's better. Because yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just so. thinking time investments. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, no, sometimes it is yeah. time investment. Like yeah. Saving Private Ryan is an amazing achievement, but it's very difficult to watch mm. over and over again. I feel like I've watched it a couple different times, and I'm okay with it. But for whatever reason, twice. you know, Wind River was something I really enjoyed. It's a good movie, but I was, as soon as I was done with it, I was just like, you know what? I will recommend this movie, and, but it's a tough watch, and I will not watch it and again. And that director like, has that vision, and Hell or High Water is the same exact thing. It's a rough ride. Right. You're so grateful that you watched it, but you'll never pick it up again to watch yeah, it again. Yeah, so, so. but 
great listener question right there. Yeah, so thanks, yeah, it really yeah. turned out great. So yeah, <laughs> but uh, we'll move on to our next segment. Uh, recommendations, anything you guys are reading, watching, listening to that you want to recommend or things you don't want to recommend, things mm. that are awful. Oh, we've never done that. Yeah, before. we've never done that before. That's <laughs> yeah, an interesting I got a take big right list there. Of those. Yeah, big list of those. Yeah. What yeah, wouldn't I recommend? They don't even get rated on a scale. Disappointments <laughs> yeah. category. There we go. <laughs> this episode just got a whole lot longer. So, um, I guess I'll go out first. Uh, with me, I started watching two interesting shows. Um, everyone knows kind of how I felt with Game of Thrones after that ended. I kind of need to get the taste of shit out of my mouth. Sorry, Aunt Diana. <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep hitting us up on Twitter. Uh, yeah. At, at Real Watch, right? <laughs> so... I watched Chernobyl on HBO. I'm I hearing watched, so right. much okay. about this show now. So I can't. I'm 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 usually ahead. I'm behind on this. <laughs> I'm People are going crazy run, about yeah. Chernobyl. So, yeah. Um, with Chernobyl, it's a mini series on HBO. It's only five episodes long. I've watched. I binge watched four of them in a row, and it's really good. Really good, solid storytelling and. Of course, I don't know how accurate it is as far as what happened in real life versus what's going on in the show. There's an accompanying but... podcast also. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to give them a listen, but mm. listen to us first, guys. Uh, course, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely really good. Another thing that I started watching because I heard really good reviews, and uh, I don't know if you've seen it yet, Nick, but it's The the Leftovers. So I started Oh, watching... I saw the whole thing. Okay, you kidding yeah. me? Don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. So <laughs> I just finished season one. That's a, that's and... a, that's a three-hour pod right oh, there. Oh, <laughs> man. So I just finished season one on it, and it is... Oh, you're going to be so amazed. It the is, seasons are so starkly oh, different from man. one another. It is so amazing. Ryan, I really need to get you an HBO login. That's and I'm going to make, I'm gonna make that. I'm, I'm not going to say top priority, but I'm going to make that top three priority. All right. To get hey. you an HBO yeah, login. You've got to get you an HBO. The, yeah, the Leftovers, it's, it's honestly, it's just, it's been so good and it's just, it's really impacted me. It really has. Oh, it messes and with your head yeah, so it, bad. It really yeah. has impacted me in a way that. And that Damien Lindelof, happened. who's going to do the Watchmen. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're close to seeing something it's new from just, him. I really enjoy it. Right now, I'm really passionate about it. It's only three seasons long, it's 10 episodes per season. And. Ryan, I'm going to get you an HBO login. <laughs> I tell but, you, uh, the, the, uh, the Leftovers did not make my top 25 shows of all time, uh -huh. but I'm, I am I have vivid memories of a few moments of that show that right. have burned a hole in my brain, uh -huh. and I'll never forget them. And so, it's, it's amazing television. The interesting thing is the guys who did Lost did this show. The yeah. only difference... Yeah, David Lindelof and some other ones too, right. but yeah. And I want to say the only difference is with with it's Lost, so they were forced. With Lost, oh yeah, obviously that's <laughs> so it. But darker. with Lost, they were forced to do ten seasons. They weren't allowed to end the show until after ten seasons, and that's why it went the way it did. With this, I don't know exactly how things went with them on HBO, but they had to do. They did three seasons, and apparently, it's a good three seasons. I got through one. It's really good so it's far. A, it's a fascinating journey because they actually did something that most shows do not. The first season did not do that well on HBO, yeah. and it had this sort of. Uh, even though I loved it, I thought it was amazing television and something I'd never seen before. It's it had this sort of like a left behind dark yeah. ride so, to it, but they they actually listened to the viewers that complained and some of the critics that complained. And in season two, they make this weird really? hard turn. Uh -huh. It's not a full turn, but it's like a course correct. Okay, and from that moment on. What it does is something that's really never been done on television yeah. before. So, so I give them credit for that. For I those of check it out. yeah, so for those of you who don't know the leftovers, it's. It's where basically you think of it as like the Thanos snapping, where a lot of people disappeared all at once. I referenced once it at the on same the time. Uh, one of yeah, the podcasts, you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so they all disappear all at once, and scientists don't know what has happened to these people, and even religions have come together saying it's not the rapture because all these different types of people have disappeared. It Good people, bad people, all young these people, other old cults. people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's yeah so but that's all I'll say on that. 
uh, I'll let you guys recommend wherever you want to recommend. So, but <laughs> Tom, that is really Tom, good. Tom so. Perota, who's a, who's a really good gifted writer, he wrote Little Children. It had Kate Winslet in it. An election with Reese Witherspoon kind of put Reese Witherspoon on the map. He's the guy who was writing a lot of these leftover episodes. And I'm telling you, the stuff that's in there, the combination of him and Lindelof, it's just fascinating television. It may not be like the easiest thing to watch. They definitely make you uncomfortable, but it's just fascinating television. Yeah, Excellent recommendation. Yeah. So for the audience members, if you want, you can send any of us a DM and say, hey, here's a login for Ryan so he can watch <laughs> HBO because I need it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's so it, much so. <laughs> streaming stuff. The one necessity in life is HBO. You have to have really? it. Really? Really? I, I don't know, you. man. You gotta have it. It's it's when been you get to my good, recommendation. I, I don't know if it's number home. one. So it's up, man. It's <laughs> yeah. up there. Come on, don't <laughs> I, give me this Doom Patrol over HBO. Oh I mean, man, they're Swamp both Thing's good, pretty but, good though yeah. too. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Swamp Thing, that's a good trailer. Yeah, that's an interesting trailer. I saw. I saw the first episode the last night. Oh, they were so. shown. It was shown yeah. last night. Okay, I didn't know that. So, but anything you guys want to recommend for our listeners out there? All right, so I've been listening to a lot of Post Malone. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are in. Oh, I know Post Malone. A lot of tattoos. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Nick talking right now. (laughs) Uh, But, you know. I'm not cool. I've never said I was. (laughs) (laughs) For all the young people out there, yeah, no, I'm down on with Post Malone. No, I've been listening to a lot of his stuff, uh, re-listening to his uh, his latest album. What is it? Beer in... um, I gotta look it up. Now oh man! Look like a... <laughs> uh, while you're looking it up, I started listening to uh, Hobo Johnson. So Hobo Johnson. Hobo Johnson. So he blew up about a year ago, but he, he's a young guy. I think he's like 22, maybe 23, okay. maybe a little bit younger. But he was he was homeless for a little while, living out of his car, and he came with that name Hobo Johnson. But he came. I guess he got <laughs> okay. big about well, a year yeah, ago shit. on Facebook. You gotta own so. that shit, like yeah. Harley Quinn would say. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his album uh, Beer Bongs and Bentleys. Uh, I've been just listening Beer Bongs to and Bentleys. Yes, Sometimes yes. I just like to say them out loud, <laughs> so you can hear it in my tone. No, man, he's. Uh, <laughs> Legitimately, he's a no, he's very, very talented. talented. Yeah, he's a very talented singer. His lyrics, you know, I can get down with it and stuff. Like it's just grooving a lot to his music. Mostly, I think the first time I saw him was on the Seth Rogen like Christmas special or charity event he did on Netflix. Anybody watch that? No, he had Post Malone on there, and I was mm. like, "Who's this guy?" But the, the 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 him the picture of him as a person with the tattoos and it's got an interesting look and the voice that comes out are two totally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got an amazing voice. He does a song on the uh, what is that Spider Verse. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. Does, he uh, does sunflower. sunflower. Yeah, no, yeah. it's it's okay. good. It's it's really good. It I is can, really good. Yeah. I can get down on it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there. Nick, you should check him out. Post Malone. It's really easy <laughs> listening. I don't know. It's, I don't know if you're into trap or anything like that. Some of his stuff can get pretty crazy, and that's when I like. I don't know what that start means. Start banging. Start feeling <laughs> it. Yeah, so. yeah, man. <laughs> start getting with it. Well, I did just go to a James Taylor concert, so I think that it pretty much defines what my music taste is. <laughs> no, but yeah, but I run the gambit a little. Yeah, I just been listening to him a lot, and I've been grooming to a lot of his music. Listen, as long as the kids are off my lawn i'll I'll give it a shot (laughs) (laughs) all right nick anything you want to recommend okay so last week i finished into the night and i listened to the root of evil podcast and i couldn't love it more i'm still haunted by i'm getting all my family members to listen and watch this week i caught up with barry and i'm telling you what alec berg and um bill Hader do with this show Uh is they it's it's fascinating I, again, it's not like the greatest show ever, but everything that like the normal show would do, they always go hard left. Huh. Um, the, the ending is amazing. Uh, it's they're short seasons, they're thirty minute episodes on HBO. It's just fascinating television. It's well acted. It's funny, but it also makes you super uncomfortable. Uh, so so please check out Barry. It's one of the best shows of the last few years for sure. Okay. Mm. Did it just wrap up as a series? It just, or just wrapped a up two weeks ago. Same. It was the same week as Game of Thrones. I think I, it ended yeah, on the same yeah, week. Yeah. So that's why I was kind. 
kind of behind. It was just too much stuff going on at one time, and I'm still a few episodes behind on Veep, also an amazing show on HBO. So, mm. And once I catch up with Veep, I will move on to Chernobyl, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of HBO. So. <laughs> I guess I got to get one. Yeah, you got to get, get one. So it's top amazing. priorities. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's uh, that they give the, the, the creators license to do what they want to do. Mm. And again, we've got The Watchmen coming. I'm so interested to see what that's going to be. Yeah. Big Little Lies. It's a show that like is not built for me, but I love that show too. It's not a great story, but it's so well acted. You can't take your eyes off it. Okay. A lot of HBO, so a lot get of HBO. on it, guys. Yeah, uh, listen, you want a sponsor? Sponsor Talking Flick HBO. Please, you got we, all the we money. We pump you so. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and in order for that to happen, all the audience members, you need to hashtag uh, yeah. HBO. Hashtag HBO and Talking them, Flick. You know, let them know that we're talking about <laughs> At them. Flick Talking. That's yeah. the uh, that's They get Twitter, free right? fan theories. Absolutely. You, where else can you get that besides Reddit and the whole internet? So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Uh, Ryan, where can we find you at? So if you like listening to my voice or you just want more content, I do another podcast called Dragon Questicles. It's a real play, role play, cooperative storytelling podcast where we use the D&D 5th edition system to tell this overarching story. If you like Game of Thrones, you'll like Dragon Questicles. Yes. There's just I, no two ways about it. I'm the and game you'll master. you'll be happier with the ending if it ever ends. <laughs> <laughs> One day it'll end. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you that it will be satisfied. <laughs> I ride um, for Theoden. <laughs> hey, I'll let him know. Uh, I'm the game master for the podcast, and me and a couple of friends, we run through this adventure, and we have a lot of fun, and I think that you would enjoy it as well. So give us a listen. We're on iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. Uh, if you if want you... me and uh, Tyler here to play characters <laughs> on Dragon Questicles, yeah. hit, uh, hit producer Ryan up on Twitter. What's Twitter handle? Uh, Ryan underscore dot com, or just use the hashtag, give me those Questicles. Give me those questicles. Yeah. yeah. Use that hashtag. The more hashtags I get, the more likelihood of putting these guys on an episode. I want to be a character that's just like Superman, but evil. Can I do that? You can, yeah, yeah. With we a better mask. Up, a little better, obviously. A little better yeah. mask, obviously. You can yeah. set it up. You still have to fancy it up a little bit, but we can set that up. Sure, give me a shield. It's fine. Captain America shield. Uh, but yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ryan underscore.com. And I also have a website, garbageboy.com. It's garbageboy with an I. Garbageboy with an I. Yes, and that will lead you to the Dragon so Questicle website. <laughs> <laughs> you can always find me at realwatchability.com. That is a movie blog that I've been writing for many, many years. You can find the top 10 movies of the year, and I will be reviewing Brightburn, even though it's going to hurt my fingertips uh, <laughs> to write a bad review about it. But you can catch that there. And uh, as always, on Twitter, if you want to ask questions, at uh, realwatch. So hit me up. All right, guys, we're talking flicks, so we'll also have a link in the description for everyone's pretty much Twitter handle, websites, all that fun stuff right there. Hey, if you want to talk to us, talkingflick at gmail.com, listener questions, if you just want to chat, uh, Twitter, flick underscore talking. Hey, if you're going to rate and review us, please do it on Apple Podcasts or Thank hey, just any app you're listening to. Yes. <laughs> do it on iTunes. Hey, Come that's on. a big one, man. I don't make the world, I just live in it. So, <laughs> but, but hey, whatever app you're listening to us on, if you just want to leave a rate and review on that, that helps out too as well if you really like the show you can always become a supporter we have a link in the description for a sponsorship too as well uh patreon there we go i don't know why i forgot yes. the word of, uh, <laughs> sponsorship patreon similar i guess you could say if you want to help keep the lights on chuck in a buck um but that's pretty much us and why don't you finish this off ryan that was talking flick and we will talk at you next week yeah